Covino and Rich. Every second of your show is pure greatness. So how do they select a best of the week? What do you want to do? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter to me. What do you want to do? Whatever's the best. I think it's all good. What about that conversation about butt cheek size? Which one? The one from Tuesday? We had like three of them. How about we just like shoot for it? Can we flip a coin, Spot? Covino and Rich's best of the week. You're not going to put Rich talking about The Bachelor on there, right, Spot? Don't do that. Please don't do that. Only on Faction Talk 103. Can we hear about you? Know, Kavino apparently. No, it's the worst story. Okay. It's let, the worst story of, you know, this. It, it was a false picture painted, right? You thought it was Bob Ross, but it wasn't? It was. Uh, it, was, it, was uh, it was. Here's the truth. I'm going to give you the truth, but it was perceived completely You thought it was different. a Bob Ross painting, but it was a no. Jim Ross painting? My God! You, you could say <laughs> I was a hero. You could say, wow, Kavino, you're a great guy, but I'm here to tell you that I really wasn't being a great guy. What's my theory on 7 Eleven? Uh, that at only any given that, time. Oh, that any, all right, this is true. At yeah. any given time, there is an unsavory on, character. At any given day. Any given time, day, place, a 7-Eleven will have one unsavory f- person. Yeah, there's always a mutant at 7-Eleven. You say unsavory, I say mutant. It could be... And if there isn't, then you're the mutant. That's the rule. Yeah, it could be six or seven in the morning, you're getting a cup of coffee or a little... Hey, uh, can you spare some change? Yeah, I'm here, man. I need a yo, yo. man, yo, man, yo, man. A hobo, ethnicity. Yo, can I, you can't, you can't get banana, please. There's always some Excuse fucking mutant. Excuse me, I'm low on money. <laughs> <laughs> Woman, man, black, white, Hispanic, uh, transgender, sex, homeless, stinky, sex or race, interchangeable. Right. But there is, without a doubt, at any time, at any hour, on any day, there is one mutant at a 7-Eleven. Especially, yo, I live in the barrios. I get scared walking to 7-Eleven. And I make that walk like three times a week because I buy Power Crunch bars. By the way, did you do the same? Since there is a hobo, this is great. Since there is a hobo in the vicinity of every 7-Eleven at any time. Yeah. At one point in my life, I I never told you this story, that hobo was me. Even my sister didn't want to deal with me. I said, all right, where am I supposed to go? I know. You were the, you, you, you acknowledged it. You looked around. You're like, no hobos here. <laughs> oh, no. I'm the hobo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the homeless hobo. It's me. It's me. So for any given time at any given day, there's always a mutant or hobo at 7-Eleven. And if you don't see one, then you're probably the mutant or hobo. Hey, Dad, where are we going after you pick me up from school? Home. Uh, <laughs> why are we at 7-Eleven? Home. <laughs> so um, it's been a rough year and a half, but, but I'm doing I, but better. I used to use those hobos. Hope those hobos bought me beer in high school. Oh right, okay, yeah. So hey, yeah. hobo, you want ten bucks? Yeah, sure do. So there's always something sketchy going on. Oh, right? yeah. Kids are hanging out. They're they're by the old fucking payphone that doesn't work. They're doing something creepy. Some kids. Sca- there's always Some someone. Pre- there's always, and there's always someone skateboarding. Some guys pretending to take a, a, to use the phone, but he's taking a piss. There's a, there's a, there's a guy peeing on the side of Seven right. Eleven. There's one kid on a skateboard. Right. And so, uh, every so often a cop pulls up. So I always have this looking over my shoulder sort of vibe when I'm walking to 7-Eleven. <laughs> and, and, and I walk to 7-Eleven, which I love. I love 7-Eleven. And I see my dude. Hello, my friend. But I notice a fucking rustling. Uh, 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 I notice a commotion when I walk in. But again, I'm used to this. So I'm not really paying much mind to it. But there's an old lady involved. And it's a drunk. In my opinion, this is what I perceive. Drunk old lady, I'm staying out of this. By the way, do the Garbaggios get their cigarettes at 7-Eleven? That's a doubt. Totally. Hey, hey, little uh, little Vinny Gavaggio, I saw your dad earlier today. Oh, uh, yeah, dad was here picking up smokes? You better believe he was. <laughs> so what do you want, a coffee, some scratch-offs? 
both. <laughs> yeah, I'll take both. Uh, I'm here for my grandpaps. Little Dominic Garbaggio. Yeah, the whole Garbaggio family, you know, gets their gets their dinner there. So anyway, I walk into 7-Eleven, and there's an old lady. An old lady causing a ruckus at the register. What is she? What is that? Yeah, there's I a ruckus. justice. There's a, there's a lot. I remember what I was going there for, too. I went there not for Power Crunch bars. I went there. I had a craving for like a. You remember those little Mio squirt thing? I drink so much water, but I'm bored of it, right? And I always mix my water with, with vitamin C packets, and you know those little orange vitamin C packets. So you, you're, I need, the, you're I wanted, the guy. You're the guy that puts little squirts of fucking no, shit. In I'm not. Oh, I just okay. said, you know what? I I want to go buy some. Okay. I, I just honestly, that's that's, that's not, where my I mean, mind was. That's fair. That's not a crazy thing. That's okay. why I went. I was like, you know what? I'll probably pick up some chapstick. All my necessities. And uh, I want to find one of those little Mio squirt things for my water. Give my water some flavor, some pizzazz. So I'm looking around. I'm like, ah, fuck this. I'm not. I don't want any part of this black dude, this sketchy guy, and this old lady and the Indian dude in their little tussle over here, right? To so the United Nations of tussle. I'm looking for my Mio or that water squirt, and I, I, I'm minding my business, right? I'm there looking around for a good fucking five minutes. No joke. And I know I said a long time in Seven Eleven. Usually in and out. And uh, I finally uh, I pick some, something else up. Oh, you look around and you're like, oh, they still serve Snapple iced tea? Yeah, the I bought myself day, a Snapple. The other day, my brother said he still drinks like the peach and raspberry Snapple iced teas like all the time. I just needed a and fun I fact, said, I thought, and from I said, the bottle cap. I said to my brother, you're the guy. He's the guy. That keeps him in business. Snapple was the rage. And yeah. then no, everyone abandoned Snapple. I figured I could use a, a Snapple fun fact and a, a Bazooka Joe bubblegum oh. joke. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, so I bought a, a, a little thing of Bazooka. And I got in line, and then I figured out what was going on. Oh. And I still wanted no part of it. This is sort of where like, I admit like I'm a piece of shit. Because there was an old lady who probably lived in an old homeless beaten shoe, right? Because she, she, she lived in Spot's old New Balance. Yeah. This little lady <laughs> lived in a terrible shoe. Because like, <laughs> she looked like stinky. She looked like she was drunk. She was a drunk old lady. Hey! Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, yeah, I don't want... I want justice. Put it this way, dude. I went in there for my little fucking little peaceful bottle of whatever, right? Yeah. I didn't want to get involved in anything. I, I wanted to ignore everybody. You know, I probably had like bedhead or some shit. I didn't want to be involved in this scenario Yo, bro, I didn't want to deal with brother man, an Indian guy, and fucking old decrepit white woman. I wanted to mind my own business, get in and out. All of a sudden, I get reeled into a scenario. All right, so tell me about how you were here. So See, I don't want to brag or share too much. So I went into the 7-Eleven. Yeah. I wanted no part of the scene. It's a sketchy scene to begin with. There's a commotion going on. You know, Vino is a hero. For all I know, it could be a holdup, because that's honestly how sketchy it is. Right, this hold up going on in my mind when I'm walking yeah. in. So I'm just trying to find my fucking little water squirts. I'm trying to find this thing. I'm minding my business. I'm walking around. I'm sort of, you know, looking around like, oh, they have shoe shining kits. Who knew? You know, I'm seeing what else they have because I can't find it. Right? I'm like, oh, jumper cables. Oh, yeah. I didn't know they uh, sold shoe, this. Shoelaces. Yeah, they they got quite the variety here. So, you know, I'm checking out the sunglasses, but I'm, I'm really I want the the Indian guy behind the counter, and it really is an Indian guy. I'm not being stereotypical. He's my friend. He calls me his friend every day. Every time I see him, he must him. be friends because yeah. he always says, "My friend." Yeah, <laughs> clearly we're friends. And you know, I'm, I just want his attention to ask him, like, "Hey, do you have any of those water things, the me, the meals?" But he's all caught up in this commotion. 
So Explain the commotion. There's an old lady who has an issue with something. I don't know. I'm ignoring it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be involved. I got a good look at this lady. She she didn't look kind. She didn't look like uh like she looked like, like uh, she didn't look like the old lady that gave uh the wedding singer meatballs. Did not, not did all. not look like that old nice nah, lady. I don't know. Yeah, she didn't look like the kind of uh Mrs. Claus type that you want to give a hug. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. She wasn't singing bibbity bobbity boo. She was like, Scram, kid. <sighs> she looked like a haggard old woman. Like the sea hag. So I, I pick up a Power Crunch bar or whatever the fuck it was uh, that I ended up with, a Bazooka Joe. I get in line, and there's still a haggle going on. Now, and I'm waiting for like a few minutes, and I'm so in my own mind, I still don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. And then my friend starts talking to me. My friend. My friend. My friend. My friend. Oh, me. Yeah, what's up? Will you please help her out, my friend? Please. Please. Right? Then I'm start. I'm doing all the math. This little old lady, for the past yeah. I think like seven minutes has gone by since I I walked in the store. Seven or eight minutes because I'm in line now. This little old lady who lived in fucking Spots Rotted Shoe, I'm is basically old. there telling brother man, Asian man, Indian man, and everyone else that walked in the door. Can somebody please call the old age home she lived in? Old, old, old bitty village. Can someone call old bitty village and let them know that I'm lost? (laughs) Oh, no. Right? So I'm doing the math here. I'm like, this fucking old decrepit lady has been here for this long, right? My friend, can you please? My fingers hurt. Yeah. What's that? My fingers hurt. Oh, well, oh. now your back's going to hurt because you just pull landscaping duty. Dude. Mm-hmm. Anybody else's fingers hurt? Maybe are you, Maybe right? she escaped the old lady home. She was pulling landscaping duty. <laughs> Let me tell you, she was avoiding landscaping duty because she fucking went on her own mission, her own adventure, and ended up at 7-Eleven in the shithole of town. And uh, I, I, I still didn't, like, want to help. I really didn't. I'm like, yo, man, I'm just are here. You? I want to be in and out. What a piece Can we of speed shit up you this are. Line? I'm telling you, I'm being honest about it. I'm like, this lady's Dude. creepy. But here's yeah, what I said. Look at this place. Yeah. Silver Acres Rest Home. Oh, it looks more like a, a country club than a nursing home. Nice grass, nice people. Yeah. I hope you brought your bathing suit. <laughs> Silver Acres. You, this place is perfect. You're going to make friends in no time. Get me out of so she escaped. That's the woman I ran into. So you don't I ran into you... her, uh, Gertrude Garbaggio from Silver Acres. So you don't want to help her? I don't. You know why? Yeah. I was there in my fucking gym shorts. I didn't even have my phone. Swear to God, true story. I, I didn't have my phone on me. I went there in my gym shorts. My phone was dead in the car or some shit. This is true. True story. By the way, second time you've mentioned your phone being dead. I'm yeah, glad okay. you really solved this, this issue. phone fucking blows. Right? So <laughs> I'm glad you've been working on that. So I'm like, hey, I'd love to help. I don't have a phone. No, no, my friend, she has a phone. I'm like, wait a second. So she has a phone, yeah. and she's been here begging people to help her for eight minutes, and no one's helped her? I'm like, sure. and I, dude, I so reluctantly said, sure, I'll help you. I didn't want to help her. She looks stinky and drunk and old and, like, really, like, like she was, like, a rotting old lady, right? Like, she smelled like fucking something, right? But I'm like, she's someone's be a grandmother. Good, be, a, be a good yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying like... I hate that you are even hesitated. It I, bothers it me that so you're... It wasn't so much that I hesitated. I was like, this lady's creepy and like 
I was not paying attention. Like, I was just in my own zone. Yeah. I just didn't know what was going on half the time. Kavino being Kavino. Yeah, it was me with my head up my ass. But now that I realize what's going on, like, I finally figured it out. I'm looking around like, no one's helping you? Sure. Dude, she pulls, she goes into her old lady pocketbook with her old lady hands. And, you know, there's like crumbs and old lady fucking, like, Fumunda cheese, like, covered on her pocket like she, everything about it was like old right mm. the whole scene was like oh they, she, had band, she had band-aids in a tin can <laughs> yeah like she's like hold on let me get my food it is old oh. and it's fucking crust on it like it's the crustiest it's, uh, worst phone ever it's dried up orange marmalade <laughs> uh, dried up orange marmalade from the diner on yeah. her uh, so on her i i so reluctantly grab uh, she gives me a fucking bent up decrepit business card from silver acres you know this is where i live Right, so like, oh, so I fucking touch it like so reluctantly, like, oh, and I grab her phone. I'm like, yuck, because it was like it had like old lady fucking disease on it. If there's such, if there's, <laughs> old lady yeah, disease. it was so fucking, uh, it was so ridden with fucking old lady germs. You are so yeah. unhelpful. It looked so, dude. It looked like it looked terrible. Right, so. She gives me her phone, and I'm like touching it, like, uh, 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 uh. and I'm like, "Hello, is this Silver Acres old bitty uh, home?" Yeah, this is. I'm like, I'm here at Seven Eleven, uh, in the shithole of town, and there's an old lady here. She says she lives there and she needs to get home. She's lost. She doesn't know how to get home. Who are you talking about? They didn't even know this fucking old lady was gone. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. So now. I'm on the phone with with. Hold with, on, let me put you through the security. Oh, boo, dude, they did put me on hold. That's yeah, the, hold. I'm a hold. I'm here to fucking save the day. You're putting me on hold. I just told you I have one year old. They put me on hold, right? While I'm on hold and I'm talking to people, there you go. No, all these other people start coming in. It's 7-Eleven, so a lot of people start coming in now, right? Dude, so now people are coming in and they and they hear me on the phone. Like, yeah, I'm at 7-Eleven. She's lost. She just needs to get home. Can someone please pick her up? Hey, my friend, what's the address here? Oh, yeah, this is uh, 7-Eleven on the corner of Balboa. And the, I'm like, cool, man. She's on the corner of Balboa. And this is the address, 7-Eleven. She's here. Her name's Gertrude Garbaggio. <laughs> I think she's a little drunk. I'm not sure. Yeah, she's fine. I don't know how she ended up here. You'll be here in, in, in what, five, ten minutes? Okay, cool. Yeah, no, she's fine. She's fine. All right, cool. All right, you guys are definitely coming? All right, cool. I hang up the phone and motherfuckers start clapping for me, right? <laughs> I swear to God, hold on, hold on. This fucking Vato who just walked in, he caught the tail end of me helping her out. Like, here's your phone, they'll be here in five minutes. Thank you so much. You saved my life, right? There goes Kaviru. Watch him as he goes. Fucking Vato guy with his Vato socks on. <laughs> Creeper comes in, he's like, Yo, you're the fucking man, bro. Give it up for this. Yo, 7-Eleven. Yo, this guy. God. This guy yeah. right here. And I'm like so humbly like, no, no, man, really. You don't know how bad I didn't want to help this lady. <laughs> no, no. I want everyone in 7-Eleven no, really. to acknowledge no. this fucking citizen. No, no. I really ignored her freight minutes. And no, I, no, no, no. Hey, yo. No. Stop being humble. No, really. Yo, it's nothing. I want everyone here in 7-Eleven <laughs> to acknowledge what good human beings are like. Look dude, at this dude. I, I wanted to hide inside my shirt and there, there, there was people applauding me. And it was a Vato leading the fucking charge. And even on my way out, he's like, you're the fucking man, bro. And I was like, yo, I did not deserve any of that credit. And, but there was a part of me that was still so proud. Like, I was the only guy willing to step up. But I, I was I, I was by default. By default, I was deemed the hero. 
And uh, now, when I walk in, I'm proud to say that you can order Cavino the Hero subs. <laughs> Cavino the Hero sandwiches at 7-Eleven. Or maybe just that, that specific 7-Eleven. There he is, everybody. Hello, my friend. Would you like to order the Cavino the Hero sandwich? No, thank you. But that was a great story. And uh, I don't know what the takeaway is, but maybe it's like when you were deemed a hero uh, wrongly. Uh, I don't know. Kavito isn't the hero we deserve. He's the hero we need. Yes. I was a hero strictly by default. People in love. People I were, wanted no part of this. People were saying this is the fucking stupidest, hilarious story of all time. I can't believe it. Yeah, it happened to me last week. I didn't share it. I forgot. And I, and I, and then I see Jordan later that day. I'm like, Jordan, you're never going to guess what happened to me. Like, she's like getting out of the shower or whatever. And I'm like, I come back from this adventure. She's like, where were Jum you? Jumbos. Like, yeah. yeah. She's like, where were you? I'm like, you wouldn't even understand. Like, I was just like, caught up with this fucking black dude, an Indian guy, and old ladies, a whole scene. I was a hero. I went there for chapstick and fucking water squirt things. Don't even worry about it. Whole story. But hero. What was our? We had an angle, and the angle was like the angle was when you get credit for shit like you didn't deserve credit you for. Deserve, you you if anything, you should get a thumbs down. No, bro, you're a fucking hero, bro. I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm good. Hey, yo, have a good day, everybody. And I walked out. He didn't want to help. He, he, he didn't want to help. He avoided. <laughs> I thought he this lady it. was. Oh, by the way, here, here. I thought uh, the, the old lady who I, you know, I thought was, she, and she was like the sides of her mouth stuck together. She was like, <laughs> she's all old, and you know, she's, <laughs> she's really old, little crusty. Yeah, she, her, like her lips were sticking together. Dang. But she was so grateful that I was willing to help her. I'm like, yo, look, it's nothing, you know. And then I'm, I was hoping, no, like, bro, this guy right here is the man. Yeah, no, oh. you did the right thing. And uh, she was she was very thankful that I helped her, but like overly thankful when all I did was fucking call the number on the business card that no one else was willing to do that entire time. By the way, did her phone smell like mothballs? Did it smell like old lady stuff? No, like all right, uh, you know how it's an old flip phone. Yeah, you know, I had some old decrepit like leather case on it, and like all the there was like uh, like like crust in between every number. You know, it was like really old. It was fucking everything about it was oh. old. Hey, Kavino, did all the patrons of 7-Eleven uh, genuinely actually get excited for you? Yes, dude. The ones that had walked in and only saw the tail end of me oh my God. doing my good deed thought I was like, oh, look at that, bro. Fucking good guy right there. Oh, and I was man. like, yeah, man. Anyone would have done it. Did she reward you with a Werther's original? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a jelly, a jelly packet that she stole from Mort's. You're the hero of the barrio. Yeah. So what happened to you today? Cavino, that, that the hero. Cavino, you're the hero's hero. No. Cavino, the hero sandwiches at Seven Eleven for a limited time only. Did you? Did she take your name? Maybe you're in her will now. I'd be She'll great. leave you. This uh, fucking lady had no will. I left you. <laughs> did nothing. I have. <laughs> yeah. I. You know what? I. I did get. Well, did you? Did you stay? You should have stayed. To make sure they picked her up. I was like, oh, but I wanted to be out of there yeah, at that you point. Didn't, you, didn't I did even, you didn't even complete I did the fucking deed. I know. I think that's what Jordan You know what I'm saying? He got, you, you didn't even complete. First of all, you didn't I, want I said, to Jordan, do. you don't understand. I'm a hero. She's like, yeah, but you probably should have stayed to make sure they picked her up. I'm like, no, no, no. First of all, you're you missing the point. They applauded me and they, 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 hoisted carried, you? they carried me out like David Wells when he pitched his perfect game. <laughs> Remember when David Wells pitched his perfect game? Yes. I, I, tip, my, I tip my hat to the crowd. I tip my hat to the people that lifted David Wells. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Bernie Williams. This guy's got fucking thighs. And Paul O'Neill. So, you didn't want to do it. I didn't. 
You I really reluctantly didn't. did it. Reluctantly. You didn't even stick I around. I was reluctantly you, crouched. You didn't even stick around to see it through. Nope. Yeah, but I was the, very nice to the, yeah, to the woman. Yeah, you're the hero? I was the hero. Wait, I'm the hero? I guess I was. Wow. So what happened to you at that, at, uh, where was it? Where were you, Coffee Bean? Something happened to you. Let me be your hero. I will tell you after we take phone calls. Start with Mark in Colorado, because I'm sure he has some good stuff to say about this, and we'll take all your phone calls. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Just like I said, stuck up, self-centered, son of a bitch, didn't want to help. God. I'm an asshole. I know. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I mean, you talk all this. You talk all this shit about you're a changed man because of what happened to you. Now, now, now the real Cavino comes out. Where is the self-centered asshole? Good morning, Mark. No, look, Mark. <laughs> I told you the truth. So that I could explain the story. He hung up on you. I know. Like it, it, it just it tells the story. It wasn't so much me being a jerk off. It was just me not really f- giving a fuck about what was going on. You know, I thought honestly. You know what I thought that she was like haggling about like her scratch offs. I, yeah, I, I won two dollars. Yeah. You, you no, listen, and and the Indian guys like struggling trying to explain it to her. Like honestly, that's what I thought. I'm like, what? What's the heck? Is she worrying about coupons or something? You know, like, what the fuck is? I, I really, that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. So it's not like uh, I was intentionally being a jerk. I wasn't. I just was like, I don't want to get involved in this. Um, Akron, Ohio. Oh, our buddy Dean, Dean Bonner, hit us up saying, what up, uh, Dean? "I'm coming to the conclusion. My definition of hero different than you guys because <laughs> you uh, guys were you guys uh, hoisted out of a 7-Eleven the way Cavino, I was uh, with the woman at 7-Eleven. Cavino saving children from a bouncy house. Rich, sa- quote unquote, saving his wife from the river in New Braunfels, Texas, and that, and now this, mas puto." <laughs> Whoa, puto! You know what would have been awesome? Turned if, out for what? If John Quinones would have fucking like popped out of the Slurpee machine and be like, you know, I was the only guy willing to help the old lady. What would you do? That would have been cool. I would have been on TV. The best of Covino and Rich on Faction Talk 103. For the first time, he came Look in dancing. I love the energy. I, I mean... mean it's kind of hard to top Henry Winkler, but he came in here dancing. <laughs> What's up, Reggie? Reggie? How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you guys? How are you? Good to see you, man. Good to see you, man. I appreciate you having fun right off the bat. Yeah, I, I was just going to get into something dumb. Again, uh, Reggie Watts, uh, Late Late Show, James Corden. He's got a new band, Taskmasters on Comedy Central. Lots to talk about. I was just talking about, you know, when, when you start making it big and doing well, and, and you're doing well, do you start buying things that you may have not gotten as a kid or you lost along the way? Like... I don't know. I was online. This just sounds really dumb. Please, uh, I would love to hear this. No, what, no, no, what no. You, what are you going to buy? What are you buying? A GT Performer? What are you buying? You're going to buy a fucking Green mongoose? You're going to buy yeah. a mongoose? Well, yeah. I, like yeah. I said, when you're doing it, I'm not buying <laughs> shit right now. Snoopy snow yeah. cone machine. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got my pet monster, guys. Finally yes. got it. That Betty Crocker oven, let me tell you. Yeah. Okay. No, I think, dude, I said when you're doing well, you know. Right now, I'm saving my pennies, but I was just scrolling through. I said, you know what? Let me look for my bike to see if I can find it online. That was stolen from me as a kid. I love that bike. It was like Pee Wee Herman's bike. Right. It was yes. like Pee Wee Herman's bike. Oh, wow. It was bike. one of those kids. Oh, yeah. I was like, dude, it yeah. had my fucking license plate in the back. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Alamo. I was like, so, you know, I just wanted to see if I could find it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, shit. 
There it is on, online, like for sale. Uh, like that's the bike that was taken from me as an innocent little kid. It broke my heart. No matter like, as an adult, is it weird yeah. to, to to say, yeah, I'm gonna fucking buy. It. Why not? Oh my you know? god, that of course that makes sense. Why, Why not? Why wouldn't you do that? I, I mean, I would if I if I it'll, you know it'll probably wear off in two seconds. <laughs> you know, like you'll now be like, what? I yeah. got it. Okay. <laughs> Regret. Who yeah. wants it? Yeah. Who wants it? I need to sell this again. Yeah, I mean, have you made uh, some crazy purchases? As I know, it's a weird question to start off with. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> you're doing well, tell man. Us, Congratulations. Tell us how you're rolling. Yeah. Well, I uh, I found a, a cure for uh, world hunger. No, um, it was the thing I lost as a kid. No, uh, no, I, 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 you know, my mother reminded me I got a, I got an Audi recently, and I, I, I always wanted one since I was twelve. Right. I used to tell my mom, I was like, oh, I really want an Audi. Okay. And, and then finally I was like thinking about one and it took me a long time because uh, I have an electric car too. So I right. wanted to just have like a fun like mm-hmm. performance car and um, it's for occasions. And uh, yeah, so my mom kind of reminded me, she's like, you were always talking about that. I was like, oh, I guess that's. I guess that's true. See, that's a yeah. cool choice for a twelve-year-old to to make. Like, I wanted to like at that age, I wanted like a Pathfinder or something, yeah. like a Nissan. <laughs> yeah, you know, like there's no thrill in buying that right now. I get it. Yeah, I but at it. that time, you, I mean, I get was, that. Yeah. That shit was hot. You, you were from Germany, though. Oh, I I was born in Germany. Born in Germany, and I and I just I don't know what it was. I was like an old man when I was a kid. I loved sedans or oh, car- no no conversion vans when we were kids. Oh, were dope. Oh the, my the vans God. with lights inside. Yes, shit, yes, yes. Those were pop up tops. Oh yeah, those were cool. Yep. When we were little. I know. So, uh, welcome to the show again. Reggie Thanks, Watts man. is here. He's got so much going yeah, on. You got comedy, music. You got all this stuff going on. But be- before we even get to any of that, I remember when when the Late Late Show with Corden started. Yeah. I remember watching the first episode, and I came in here and I said, "This show, this show is solid. This show, right off the right off the bat, right off your Easton bat, I <laughs> said this show." has a vibe and how did that even come together for you because you always wonder where does uh, you know where did Paul Schaefer meet up with Letterman yeah. where did uh, Eubanks meet up with Leno where did yeah. Max Weinberg and Conan meet up like how does this yeah. even go down it was it was really I mean for me it was kind of random um, and and for them it was kind of random too basically like I guess James was pitching a show a different show idea and then that spot opened up yeah and they and I guess the network was like, let's just ask Corden. And so it was kind of last minute. They asked him, and he was like, Oh, okay, uh, yeah, sure. I guess, I guess so. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess I'll host yeah, the late I, night show. I, I guess I'll do it. But you know, it's kind of a big decision. You know, it's like uh, it's you know it's consistent. And uh, and then I think he was looking. He wanted to have a, a real band um, and uh, a live band. And then uh, someone showed him a video of mine, and I guess he really liked it. And I just quit comedy, Bang Bang. Uh, for uh, uh, for God, why do I keep saying Sundance IFC uh, for IFC and I just quit that where I was a fake band leader for a fake talk show yeah <laughs> uh, and I was a one man band leader and uh, and then like a few weeks after I quit and I was like okay all right I'm gonna be a solo artist I'm gonna like blah 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 I mean I already was a solo artist but just like full time and then uh, and then I got this call from my manager saying like this guy James Corden wants to meet you and so I, I was like uh, okay what's it for it's like to be a band leader for a late night show I was so like, you shut one what? door the other one immediately opened up just yeah, like that it was it was it was really weird it it was like it totally caught me off guard and I just thought like the timing of it's crazy because how how often is that window right for that kind of a gig and what you yeah. said what you said was interesting you said you know there's a lot of commitment to it when it's not automatic is the, yeah. is the fear i guess for a late night talk show host or a guy in your position uh on the music side and you know you're, you're essentially the uh the right hand man of the guy you know like yeah when you when you have that opportunity is like yo, if this fails or sucks i don't mm-hmm. want that to be a, a big a big 
you know. Uh, you don't want that to be your big shot. You don't want that it. to be your big yeah, shot. Is that sort sure. of it? No, not at all. No, I, you know, for me, it's like I try every gig I do, I try to have make sure that the bar is really low and the stakes <laughs> are low. And yeah. and for me, there was nothing really to lose um, being a band leader for, for a show like mm-hmm. that. It was because for me, in a weird way, I mean, I'm super hyper grateful of all the opportunities it's brought me and, and it's just a steady like paycheck instead of just oh, like, hell oh, yeah. when's the next gig? Right. But, um, and I, and everybody's sweet to work with, but when I zoom out away from it in my life plan, it was never, it was never my goal. My goal was never to crazy? be on TV, to be blah, blah, but blah. That's going to allow you to achieve a lot of the yes. goals in place. Hey, Absolutely. how long do you Thank think, you so Rich and I, believe it or not, we, we're thinking, we always think about how long can we ride this out? Because the stability yeah. is constant, right? I mean, you're right. right. You can have other dreams and goals, but we've been doing a daily talk show on Sirius XM since the end of 04, beginning of 05. Yeah. We, were, we, were our, we were in our, we were in our, we were in our mid 20s. I'm I was going to say, I'm, were you five? I'm, I'm 38. He's 41. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And we're like, you know oh, what? Like, could we do this like another 10, 15? Oh, like, how long can we how do this? How long? Can we ride this out another 20 years? Because when you got when you got something rolling with, with Gordon right now, do yeah. you think, well, how long can we ride this out <laughs> so I can be stable and comfortable? I, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. It's. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's funny. It's It's not something I, I imagine myself doing forever. Um, but you know, I have other things that I'm super into, but you know, for now it's cool. Like I said, the crew is great. Everybody's dope. Things change. I don't know if, you know, who knows? Maybe James has other plans. Yeah, but that's where you need to say, yo, James, let's keep this boat rolling for a little while. (laughs) You know, it's interesting because I know you have so many other creative sides here. We're here with Reggie Watts, by the way. Um, Comedy Central, Taskmaster. Mm. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to the stuff you're doing. But I, I just think of the whole Late Late Show thing is, you know, for you, it's like, uh, not that you're saying it's just another job, but there's people that would say, "All right, I just want to do this forever now." I know, and you're, you, I feel like your your head's in a million places. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> like, like Cavino's mentality is like, "Fuck, can I do this till I'm fifty or 60 You're, you're yeah. thinking, oh, "This is cool. It's a good paycheck," but I, you got other goals. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, my thing is like, my life has always been like uh, surprises. You know, like I'll just, I just keep doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I have goals or things I want to do, and I definitely reach. You know, most of them. Uh, but when stuff like this happens, it's just the same thing. Like with when I when I was touring with Conan, that totally came out of the blue. I mean, like all these like bigger opportunities come almost seemingly random. I mean, there's definitely people that influence it. They're like, oh, I have an idea who'd be great for this. But for me, it's always random. So you know, I don't know what's gonna happen. I know that I gotta pursue my stuff. I gotta do. I gotta do it hard, and uh, we'll see where things lead me. I I just feel good in knowing that, I know a lot of musician friends are like, that's the ultimate gig. I wish I had that gig, because I get it. It's like it's like steady, and usually you're locked in for, I mean, that show is going to exist for a long time. Yeah, you got a decade on that. That's how, yeah, that's Easily, how, at least. if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah at least. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm like, well, if, if, what, if an opportunity comes or if it changes and, and it makes sense and, and uh, for everybody involved, then that's where I'll, I'll move next. I would and, say, uh, it's I would not s- lucky, too. I mean, no, you got he, the, it's talent, right? It's talent mixed with luck, so He's doing his thing, but I yeah. look. I look at it and say, you know, you're you're right. You're friends in the comedy world. When mm-hmm. you're doing when you're doing comedy stuff, those yeah. people that are hustling at the club, or your musician friends who are booking gigs, probably yeah. want to punch you in the nose when you say stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Oh, I know. I know they do. I always try to front load it as much as possible. I'm like, I'm super appreciative of everything. I understand. I know that a lot of listen, people about that, but listen, listen. I, I know I'm on CBS, and you can see me every night on a very popular late night talk show. But I have other things. All right. Like, wait, wait. So what is you know, Reggie? Like you said, you got your Comedy Central show. You, you've been in movies uh, you know is it is it the the love of uh, you're being a solo artist is that really the goal like you say goals like what to have like 
hit songs and you're the next big guy? Uh, you know, no, I mean, my thing is really like, I mean, for me, like doing the show is really great because it gives me insight. How, how's a TV show made, or at least how's a TV show like that, a talk show made, right. and stuff like that. So I'm always taking notes on production. Um, and uh, and for me, I just want to be able to, this is what I say to everybody, it's like, I just want to be able to make whatever I want, release it whenever I want, whenever I want. You're a demanding like, guy. That's it. Yeah. I want, and I like it all. I like short films. I like dumb little videos. No, but I when like, you were 12 and like you wanted that Audi, yeah. was it, I want to be like, this guy i want to do that or was nothing specific no it wasn't it was just like because like i'm such an engineering nerd and a design nerd like yeah. i love that stuff for me it's just like oh i just like the machine i want the machine so i can experience it see what it's like have my opinions on it that's more it wasn't really like i need this to get that it's it's more like i have these like goals these dreams like i, I keep them i hold them loosely in my hand and weirdly most of them come true Weirdly. What the fuck? He got some magic power? He does. Can you pass some of that? Uh, he, the, that I, think it's, I think it's part of the vibe, too. I get the vibe that that you feel so confident in a good way. That <laughs> it doesn't like, matter. Like, yo, right. shit it's works itself out. It's lack of desperation. It's, yo, honestly, yeah, yeah. You, you know what it is? Yeah. Okay, it, it, you're right. In a dating scenario, you yeah. are you are the more not, desperate you you're are. not the guy that's like, please date me. <laughs> uh, like you're the, you're the guy walking around like, yo, ladies, if you want some, eh, you can have like. <laughs> There's like, yeah, you're right. It's the opposite yeah. of desperation. When you you're try like, too hard, you're like, the opposite usually happens. You're like, exactly. if James, you're like if James Corden quits tomorrow, fuck it, who cares? Man, I, I know, I know. For me, it's like you know, I have friends that freak out when stuff goes wrong, like on a show or especially like live or whatever. Yeah. And I'm always like, I love chaos. Like when chaos is happening, it's almost like if the if the building was like falling apart, yeah. I'd just be laughing, be like, Yeah, this is so cool. This Look at the like, opportunities. Yo, he's like, he's like, all this. I live for this. When, I know. when like extreme weather's coming to any city. Oh you know, my you're god. Like, oh, how bad is this gonna be? Oh my god. <laughs> There's a video of me. Remember when, uh, when uh, God, why am I forgetting the name? But, but anyways, that hurricane came to New York. Yeah, I was living in Brooklyn at the time. I was doing a fake weather report. <laughs> That's great. Like the wind was so strong and the water was sloshing up everywhere. I was like barely holding. It. I was like, okay, you can see over here on the western front. Whatever. I was just like joking around. Yeah. Obviously, you know, people had things they lost. I understand. I don't. I, I don't but, 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 but it was a ma it was a major no. letdown as far as the magnitude. We were living right. in New York at the time. We, yes. we you know, oh, we've been, okay, we've been out go. here a couple years. We spent the but first the 10 plus life. years things, of our things, show. Things yeah. get chaotic, and, yeah. and you don't sweat that shit. No, I you love sort it. of roll with it. Uh, again, Reggie Watts is here, Late Late Show uh, with James Corden. I, I got to ask you this. Again, talent first, right? Yeah, I'm sure you invested lots of time as a kid you know, working on, on your music and, and developing these talents, but how much does the look play a part? Yeah, I was thinking the same yeah. thing. I was like, if you cut the hair, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll give you a dumb analogy. I'm a baseball fan, right? I'm, yep. a, I'm a Mets fan from New York. Mm -hmm. And Jacob deGrom had the long-ass hair, right? That was sort of his look. Yeah. It's like a short haircut now. It it's memorable. Like, yeah. It, you but, know what I hate about Reggie, mm -hmm. though? I'm getting like, the vibe that, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of people try real hard to achieve a look or obtain a look. This is his, I don't give a fuck, look, it sort of happened. <laughs> I know he's insane, like, yeah, you know, this is it. Is that really it? Uh, I mean. Or is this a premeditated no, thing? No, you nailed it. I mean, for me, it's like, you know what it was? In high school, I had a little bit of weird hair. I was straightening because I went, I went to high school in the 80s. And so I had, like, a little bit of, like, kind of a new wave, whatever, kind of weirdo haircut, like, living color. And then, uh... And then I, I straightened it a little bit, and then after a while I was like, you know what, I'm tired of straightening it. So I stopped, and I just shaved it all off, and then I just let it grow. And I just let it grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And then, so now what it is is just the laziest haircut. And then because I the I wear it up now, but the reason why I wear it up is because I discovered that it's easier to sleep 
when your hair is up because then you can rotate either way and it doesn't get in your face. And so I started being, again, it was laziness. I got up one day and was like, ah, I'm just going to leave my hair up. And I left my hair up. People were like, oh, I really like your hair. I was like, oh, good. I'll just do that. It's one less thing to do. Reggie Watts, got, he's got a lot of hair. He's got <laughs> a beard, you know? So, I mean, he's so oh. recognizable. Oh. I'm, lo- I'm looking at the notes our uh, our producer Jake made. Yeah. And uh, I just want to I want to read it what he worded it. Thanks, Jake. Um, <laughs> he, he wrote here that, uh, where is it? Oh, Reggie. Band leader of the Late Late Show, in the last year shed 60 pounds of fat and added 20 pounds of pure muscle. <laughs> Did you add 20 pure pounds muscle. of pure muscle? I don't know about 20 pounds. I don't know how to calculate hey, that. You it's lost a compliment. Hey. Yeah, no, I get it. I like lost it. it. But you you lost the 60 pounds, but gained 20 pounds yeah. of pure muscle. That wasn't based on Jake's research. That was just his opinion. Okay, yeah. I like it. He was, he, he, I was hey. looking at pictures. Yeah, so yeah. Google image you and just did his own analysis. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, no, it's true. I, I you know, when I that was part of the deal of taking the gig, the Corden gig. I was like, well, okay, I won't have any excuses. I'll be in one place most of the time. And uh, I can hire a nutritionist, have my meals made for me. I just went like the whole way. I was like, and I'm getting a badass trainer who I met through Ron Funches, another super yeah, talented he's great. comedian. That guy's voice alone just makes me laugh. Yeah, I mean, there's something great. about his presentation. It's you know, delightful. There's something, there's something about him that, yeah, he's... Ron Funches, if you don't know, you might. He's a stand-up comic, but he was on that undateable show, which yeah. we we both liked. Yep. He's a, he's a. I think he's a hilarious dude. Oh man, he is absolutely hilarious, and he's like, and it's really delightful. It's like, I'm going to see him today because 420. But like, um, is a guy like Funches, by the way, just waiting for, for his next big break because he's he's way too talented to not yet be a household guy. Oh, he'll he'll get there. He's like one of those guys. There's there's only one Ron Funches. And he's totally brilliant and he's so specific. Like there's just no one that delivers the way that he does. So mm-hmm. it's just a matter of time. And he's probably got stuff in the works right now. We don't even know. Why about. do I got a feeling you and him together on a 420 uh, is gonna ruin your diet plan? Right? <laughs> right? A, you, I, why do I sense munchies in the uh, near future? Oh man, I I I hope not. No, I mean I, you know I think we can handle it. I mean it's gonna be like after this session we're gonna get together. We'll see. I don't What's know. the session like? Can you tell? Tell us what the session's like, because we're going to be here working. Oh, okay, gotcha, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, yeah we're sending you updates. We're yeah, like, no. hey, we just uh, we just found a pipe. <laughs> no, um, I, uh, Ron Ron just sat down really, like, comfortably. No, but, but do you guys start talking music, life? Uh, do, do you go out and about? Do you mm. go out for dinner? Well, like, what is the, what's the, the plan, sort of? I just mean, to I, kick it? No plan. I think we're pro- I'm probably going to go over to his place. We'll, like, chill and do some form of cannabis. And then, um, and probably talk, you know, he's actually, he's a super wise guy. Yeah. And um, that's what I love about a lot of my comedian friends. They're kind of like, hey, I'm a comedian. Hey, wait, you wait. Um, and, and the next thing you know, it's like, well, you know, love is really something you can't capture. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> it totally shifts. That's hysterical. So that's what it's going to be like. Right, it's right. Us talking about like and just talking dumb about stuff and then like some really hardcore wisdom, then a lot of dumb stuff. Right. How, how has, uh, in your mind, what, the, the legalization of, marijuana out here how yeah. does that change the game on how people smoke what they smoke do they vape smoke eat like do you yeah. think it's changed the game for people that are in that world oh i think so i mean I, I think people are still getting used to the fact that oh i can do this as an adult i can do this so, so mm-hmm. there's that and then the behavior is gonna i think we're gonna see the behavior change a little bit obviously people are experimenting with it they're like vaping and I mean, I went out with Sarah, the uh, Sarah Silverman, the other night, and we were like vaping at a at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm saying it used to you just know? be like people were limited to their options. Like no matter right. like, oh my, my weed guy's got this, or hey, mm-hmm. my buddy gets me my weed, and it mm-hmm. is what it is. Now you can walk into a store and say, hey, like like my shoulder hurt, so I was right. like, oh, get some oil for the shoulder. It's almost like a an odd thing. You go 
Instead of just saying, oh, you got you got a joint? Well, because you like, lived your whole life thinking it was you have illegal. Like, you have like, yeah, but you exactly. have like uh, professionals explaining to you the different, uh, well, this one, you know, this. <laughs> yeah, this T THC components comes into five different <laughs> modular molecular states, like whatever. But you go like, to weed college? Yeah, it was like, <laughs> what is that? Well, you got a PhD, you got some weed. No, we, um, we had a, uh, we, uh, our producer who was in Hawaii this week with his wife, maybe he, made, I doubt he brought it with him on the plane. But, the Maui but uh, we, we stopped at a, we stopped <laughs> at a, we stopped at a shop on Ventura and the person told him weed that is, they convinced him that this will get your wife super horny. Oh, yeah. But, and I'm like, this, like, yeah. they've broke it down that way. Now. Well, this is the beginning. <laughs> to me, it's like, it's the, I mean, I'm not big into being an adult, but uh, but only adult in the good ways. <laughs> like, right. But um, it makes it more adult because now it's, and now it's like, oh, how much, how much you got? Like, I, you know, like I have this spray that I use, this Jamba stuff. I, and, and people are like, oh, what is this? Like, in the past, it would have been like 300 milligrams per spray, which is like, you know, 6,000% more than you need. One milligram, and mm. now I have people when I'm like one milligram, which, which on average five five to ten is mm -hmm. usually a dose, yeah. right? That people are like, oh, I feel really good or high, whatever. But like one, I have a lot of people when I show them the one milligram, they're like, they're freaking out. They're like, where did you get that? <laughs> because they want low, low doses. <laughs> yeah, right. And and I'm like, that's that's the difference. I gotta ask you this again. Reggie Watts is here. Okay, Taskmasters Comedy Central. It's 4:20, so this is perfect conversation for today right now. <laughs> You know, your guy, it's a lifestyle, I imagine, right? You know, mm -hmm. and, and it's something that you need to respect. I get it, right? It's, yeah. it's something that people do. It's a bonding thing. Ron Funch is today. Mm -hmm. You never bug out ever, like, and see or catch yourself saying, I'm the band leader of the Late Late Show right now. Mm -hmm. Like, you never catch yourself in a weird moment, like, yo, I'm hanging out with Sarah Silverman. It's fucking weird. Never, ever? You're so yeah. cool with it. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like, because me, I know, like, it affects people in different ways. Sure. Yeah, you can me, me and I could be like, oh, fuck, I'm on TV. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I call I call that a, an awareness loop. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Um, and when, yeah, when you become hyper aware, like, you ever drive, it happens when you're driving, you're not even under the influence. You're like, you're yeah. concentrating on the road or the fog. Yeah, yeah, or like, how did I even get this far? I know I made five turns, but I'm not even. <laughs> aware of it yeah i mean i no i think awareness me, I, th loop. I think about it all the time and when i'm on late night like when i'm on the bandstand with the band i'm like when i was a kid and i used to love uh electric the electric mayhem from the muppet show yeah yeah the muppet yeah. band yeah I love and i was it. like this is exactly i mean i'm wearing jackets like dr teeth i've got we've got hagar on bass who's like the bass player from the band yeah we've got like We've got uh, uh, Ralph on keyboards, which is like totally my my friend Steve. Like I'm like I'm in a Muppet band. Every day we show up, and we're just basically just screwing around, Isn't the, that like, crazy, and having fun, and that's all we're doing. And like, and I always remind myself, and the band's always like, "Can you believe we're doing this? Can you believe this?" We're always saying that, like we're always. Aware but of it, it never bugs you out to the point where you panic a little bit. No, no, I I feel good about it, but I also I also equally in the same breath I also feel I I feel good if it all like disappeared I if was, it all went away. I was yeah. assume I look at the bands for the late night shows, yeah. right? Yeah. Like who who's your who's like uh your trombone or trumpet player? Is that oh we don't have any horns? No, no horns. Right? Okay. Well, we I, my keyboard player does play he sax. Plays sax I always assume when when you see a band and you see the horn player, like the sax guy or the trumpet player, uh -huh. I'm thinking. He has one of like the five cool jobs you could have as a trumpet player. <laughs> like, or, oh because, yes, because usually these you always know yeah, the one or two. Of cool you, you always know the one or two kids from mm -hmm. high school that really took their 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 craft serious. Like, yeah. oh they they're they're continuing with the saxophone. Where you play? I like right. I played saxophone in high school. Right. Right. You know, I graduated high school. Yeah. Fucking never touched a saxophone. I know. Again. Yeah, that was but neat. That was that, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, but the people that continued, there's there's probably a handful of jobs where they could say, oh yeah, I play the I play keyboard. 
in a late mm-hmm. show band. Like, the, mm-hmm. either you're touring with someone awesome, right? Or you're a session musician for a, a for high profile people. There's very few sure. cool jobs, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it's really small. I mean, we talk about that all the time. Like, even comedians, all the comedians I know that, you know, from the uh, like from the invite them up days in New York in 2003, circa 2002, 2003, like all those people are now like doing TV things or being mm-hmm. supporting actors and comedies or doing their own like weird web series and stuff like that. And like this, and and but then it's only about it's only really about 40 people, you know, it's yeah. like 40 people. It's the same thing with the studio musicians in town. It's like you've got a choice of about maybe 50 musicians that are like gigging regularly and sometimes someone new will rotate in or someone will move from Nashville or like some other place or whatever but like generally it's just it's a pretty small unit and a lot of that is most of it is talent and ability obviously but the biggest part is people not being assholes like people not being dicks right truth like and and just supporting each other and coming up as a community so like someone being happy for someone else that they got a gig well that 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 culture changed in the past few years you know less competitive more supportive sort of thing right yes Uh, do you consider yourself musician or or (laughs) comic like i feel like you're you're both you're you live in both worlds right so what are you more of i mean i'm a musician no i i mean i don't know i think of myself as kind of like a comedic performance artist i guess but you but, don't intertwine them so much do you well they yeah i mean like if i'm doing a solo gig i'm definitely doing musical elements like i'll do like a dumb song or something like that but you know i i uh but you take your music serious though that's what i'm saying i i do and i don't i mean part of me is like when i'm doing comedy what i like to do is i like to throw away uh the good the, like you know what I mean? It's like if someone's like talented, but they're like uh, Victor Borga, for instance. He was like a piano playing comedian, like back in the fifties, sixties, seventies. He's no Rolf, but he's pretty. good. He's no Rolf. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's okay. Yeah. yeah. But he would do things like he would have he would be playing a Mozart, or he'd be playing a piece on the piano, and you wouldn't recognize it. It sounded kind of weird, but it was like technical. And he's an amazing piano player. And then he would stop, turn the music over. Oh yeah, and then, yeah. And then yeah, play yeah, it yeah. forward, I've and you're like, that, "Oh yeah. my God, that's that Mozart place." He was literally playing it not only backwards, but he yeah. was playing each hand the opposite hand. Have you ever seen that? And, but but throwing it away sounds have. ridiculous. But throwing it away—that's that's that's what I call like throwing away the talent. You're just like, it's like, yeah, I can do this, but I'm gonna like totally throw it away. I think he does the William Tell overture of, or something like that. He something, does something, yeah. He does something. I, I've you know, seen some famous piece. That was the one yeah. thing. I, I, the little, the little I fiddle around on the piano, I've sort of taught myself. But I never, I think, is it? You know what they say when you're younger? Wait, you, you fiddle on the piano? <laughs> yes, I fiddle. What? Wait well, a minute, that's that's original act. Stop the press. I, yeah. Somebody booked this guy. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing here? Who is this? No, so uh, when when you were. Uh, when you when you play the piano, I feel like you know they say when you're when you fucking speak a foreign language. Yeah, yeah. If you learn when you're a little kid, yeah, it's easier. I feel sure. like I feel like trying to learn the piano and have two hands doing different things as an adult, yeah, is the same difficulty as learning a as language. learning a language. I feel like yeah. you're a little kid and you're like, all right, here's left hand, here's right hand. Trying to do that when you're in your 30s or 40s, I feel like. It, Good oh, luck. Man. Oh, no. I mean, it's really tough. You got to have that pre-wiring for sure. I mean, it's not impossible. I mean, if you just really like, you know, went into a cave and went for it, you could probably do it to a certain extent. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you have to have that pre-wiring. You know, there's a there's a fascination, I think, with uh, with one of the other late night talk shows. You got what? Uh, Fallon did the lip sync stuff. Yeah. And you guys do the, the drop the mic rap battles uh-huh. these little these things are turning into like offshoots of the shows yeah that's like, right like they're it's franchises almost, it's almost like the 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 good bits that work turned into shows turned yeah. into shows yeah and i get a kick out of those man how how much effort goes into those do you see those people take it way serious the little the like the rap battles 
Yeah, I mean, like my my friend Eliza Skinner. It's it was it was her idea for the rap battles. Like, yeah, she was. Do we were doing it in New York? She would throw them all the time, and we have all these comedians like doing these rap battles against against each other. And then when she presented it to the show, the show was like, "Yeah, let's do it," you know. And then it caught on, and um, and I was I was really happy for her and the show, of course, for doing it. But it's like it, it was funny when I saw it. I was like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." It's kind of like these like modular. That's what they want, you know. Like a show wants that because, like, in its essence, they're creating micro shows. Yeah. From the show just from bits and I love that idea I think why I mean I'm trying right now to get the music that we're playing because we're improvising all of our music mm. so like I'm trying to get uh, have access to the stems for remixes so that we're actually getting remixes of the band's music uh, like in within the week that you heard that that jam when you hear uh, when you hear some of these celebrities come on and do their little their reps is anyone Anyone adamant about like I need to retake that it wasn't good is it is it a process because I oh, see yeah. some of these yeah, people it's so, it's so easy to mess up that's how that's I feel what I'm every saying. time like, like uh, Rebel Wilson was terrific Samuel L Jackson all these people go on there I saw one with uh they're all I, great. I mean they're all I mean, pretty I great I feel like yeah. I've seen a million uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family oh, yeah that's he, right he yeah. rap battled Chrissy Metz right uh, from This Is Us like I just feel Crazy. like. I mean, I'm guessing there's multiple takes. No, they, right? they, some of them are pretty good. They do. I mean, when I mean, I haven't seen the offshoot show. Like, I haven't been there when they've been filming that. Mm -hmm. But uh, when we do it at the show, I mean, it's not that many times. Sometimes we'll do it like two times, two or three mm -hmm. times max. Okay. Or we'll catch just one section again. But it's not that. It's actually. It actually is like almost real time. I'd imagine they're pro, so they could learn how to do this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, kind of. Yeah. I mean, some people have it, and some people don't. I think you were uh, you were commenting once about uh, wow, it's wow, Tom Hanks did that, and you or Tom Cruise, and you're like, yeah, it's Tom Cruise. You know, like yeah. when we see these celebrities do these offshoot bits on late night, we're amazed, and it's like, why are we amazed? They're the top actors in the game. I know it's because you know it's because we're getting to see a, a side of them that we don't normally see. Yeah. That's the same thing with like like Taskmaster. It's like that's that's the greatest strength of it. When you see all these like people that you're like, oh, I see them. I see Lisa Lampanelli in this stand-up context. I see Ron, um, you know, whatever, Undateables, like all that stuff. And then suddenly you see them doing these dumb tasks that in the moment they can't really do a bit. They're mm -hmm. they're just doing the thing they're supposed to do, so their personality comes out. Uh, I think Reggie, that's what's Reggie Watts is here. Tell tell us about that man again. Comedy Central Taskmaster. It's not easy to get a show. So how does this all happen, man? And tell <laughs> us about it real quick. Well, it's Alex Horn, man. Alex Horn is the creator. Andy Devonshire is the the showrunner, and uh, they created it in uh, in uh, Edinburgh, and uh, it caught on, and they did a British version, and the British version caught on again. They're in their fifth season. And then uh, it kind of franchised to a couple other countries. And then I met Andy like years and years ago at the Melbourne Comedy Festival in Australia. And we had such a great time. We hit it off. He's brilliant. And then they approached me to do Taskmaster. I, I hadn't seen it. They sent me clips. And I was like, yeah, well, first of all, anything they want to do, I'll do it in a second. And then secondly, I saw the clips and I was like, this is exactly <laughs> the type of show I want to be in. And it's like, what do I have to do? Oh, I just have to sit in a chair and watch how these people did the tasks and judge it. Easy. Sure, I'd no problem. Love to. Sign I mean, me I, up. I mean, I get to watch and judge. Comedy <laughs> Central Taskmaster. They're saying you got to get out of here. So oh, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll yeah. let you get out of here. He's got a new band. He's got the Late Late Show. He's oh. got lots of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Reggie Watts, say what's up to him. And we appreciate you being here, man. Man, my absolute pleasure. Yeah, nice awesome. to meet you and enjoy uh, your holiday. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you miss any of the Covino and Rich deep thoughts and greatness, catch the show 24 7 with Sirius XM on demand. Covino and Rich on Fashion Talk 103. I invented something. What did you invent? I mean, uh, I got to give Sarah the, the name credit. Okay, so I you invented it, but she new, named it. I have a new oh, I know. What? Dicky Melts. 
You no. know, when, you're, when your palate's so spoiled in advance <laughs> from eating your own dicky melts all the time, and I can way, see how Mongolian beef not, tasted like trash dog food to you. That's not it, but I do make dicky melts. Palette. I I do have dicky melts, which, by the way, if you, look, if you ask what that is, it's just I make little melt sandwiches, and yeah. I say, fuck Patty. High patty, quality. Patty melt. High quality. Who's, who's Patty? That's the high cuisine. Pat Mr. Sajak? Mr. Uh, Mr. Highbrow eats. Dicky melts. So, I'm tur- I'm turning this conversation a little sexual. Oh boy, give me some sexy ravishing Rick Rude music. Yeah, bring me find ravishing Rick Rude uh, theme music. That's sexy music. Hit the music. That's that's some. That's gonna make me want to take my pants off. Are you wearing uh, your sacks with the penis hole? I'm wearing my sexy panties. I want to see those panties. I want to see those panties. I'm wearing those panties that that guy was talking about a few weeks ago. So, much like every married couple or relationship, do you guys ever have that conversation about fitting in time for romance? Fitting in time for romance. Should be a priority in everyone's life. Fitting in the time and effort to get it on. It's very hard because when you're raising a little kid, you get so tired by the end of the night that you don't have a lot of energy. There's two things you need to do. Keep the energy up and you can't stuff your face because if you're fat and mm-hmm. and and overstuffed, too you're, many, not, uh, you're not feeling sexy. Too much stir fry or yeah. Too much Mongolian beef. Doesn't make you want to lay it down. You know what I mean? What's up, Mazin? Hit the music. Our buddy Mazin's here hanging out in the studio. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, out of shape, punksatoni peons. I used to love ravishing Rick Rude. When you're in a relationship, especially with a kid, making time for intimacy, making time for loving is not easy. It's not easy because what happens? When, when do you traditionally make love? At night. Nighttime is the right time. And people say nighttime is the right time. I've always said it. I started a cult back in the day preaching always that the nighttime was the right Yeah, nighttime was the right time. So people say nighttime, you know, nighttime. Nighttime so, is the right time. Because traditionally, what? You take a nice lady off on her. When you're single, you took a girl out for a date, for a drink. I have an analogy. Can I give it to you? I can't have sexy time during the day unless I'm in Vegas and I can shut the curtains. Nighttime sex is the only sex, and I'll tell you why. It's like watching a scary movie during the day. It just doesn't go. I can't do it. I can't watch The Walking Dead with broad daylight, you know, in the middle of the day. And the same thing goes with my romance. The mood has to be set. I think your uh, situations need to be perfect. I think you're wrong. I don't like daytime sex. I think you're wrong, bro. She can see what your wiener really looks like. I no like thanks. The, I like to see what I'm dealing with. I'm, I'm not one of those turn out the lights guys. I'm all about turning out the lights. Turn out the lights? You know who does that? Ugly people. No, not turn them out completely. Like you set them just right. Yeah, there's got to be some mood. Yeah, mood lighting. You know why strip clubs are really dark? Because people don't want to see. People don't want that's you to see what the strippers point. really look that's like. A, that's you true. Know, you, you see some girl no, in a no, strip no, club. No, no, no. Talking about like the some, moonlight, bro. Sexy moonlight. You see some girl, sh- you see some girl uh, shaking her ass on stage, and you're like, "Oh, that girl's so fucking hot." They turn on the lights. You'll be like, "Oh my god, did her her ass uh, go through a hailstorm?" She's people, got hail damage. People don't want to. Uh, yeah, she looks like uh, someone's car that was left out in a hailstorm. She's serving cottage cheese. Divots. Yeah. Hey, man. Look. 
I'm not into golf ball ass either. But what I am into is feeling like the mood is set. You want the lights I dim. I want m- moonlighting. I know what you're saying. You want the lights. Ha, 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 ha. I want moonlighting. <laughs> I want some sexy music. Moonlight saber. I want some moonlighting. I want some. Who's in moonlighting? You want the. Al- I want some Sybil <laughs> Shepherd. You want the Al Jarreau moonlighting I theme? I want some moonlighting. Like I said, I can't watch Walking Dead during the day. I can't feel sexy during the day. My mindset's just not there. My penis. Ain't worried about that. In the middle of the day. During the Walking Dead. No, 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 but it's the same mindset. Like I just can't get into it the same way. Yeah. Kavito needs darkness for scary movies, intense movies, and And uh, penis play. Yeah. I need that. There's no, uh, there's no cheek grabbing in the daylight. No, there's cheek grabbing. He's like a vampire. He's like a lead. He's like a vampire. (laughs) You know what? You know what else helps you get in the mood though? Guys need to stop jerking it. I'm telling you, man. I've been saying it for years. It's oh, really, no, I agree. It's really uh, detrimental I mean, to the lovemaking. I, I wouldn't say stop jerking it, but I think if you cut back on your jerk, if you uh, if you pull back on the frequency of the uh, dingling touching, you're going to desire your woman more, and it'll just, you know, it, I, I agree. If, you, if you're cranking it every day, you, sometimes you, you, you lose your sex life. All right, so here's the move. Let me tell you the move. So Sarah and I decided, you know, what happens is I go to work in the morning, like everyone else. I get home, playing with my kid in the afternoon, having a great day, go for a walk. Yesterday I took her to music class again, banging on little drums with all the little kids. I'm doing dad life stuff. Her and I, or uh, Sarah and I, went out for a nice little lunch. You know, we have a nice little day, a nice day. Ruined by Mongolian dinner. But besides the point, had a great day. <laughs> And then we realize, you know what happens? Emmy goes to sleep at like 8-ish now, like 8, 8.15. I do bath time and bedtime. That's daddy's. I love doing it. But then I come out of the bedroom. Did she go down okay? Yeah, babe, she's sleeping. All right. Hey, you want a glass of wine? You, wanna, you want some uh, ice cream? What do you want? You want to eat a little something? Oh, you up the Algero? No, no. What do you want to watch? Well, the scandal finale's on. Yeah, I'm not ready to watch that yet. Do we have The Walking Dead? Are we caught up on that? I don't know. You want to watch a movie? What's on Netflix? So we do like, you know, what every couple does. A little relaxation at the end of the night. Baby sleeping, chill time. Now, you would say, hit the fucking moonlighting Al Jarreau. Except for the gay part. Along the way. <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> I, I'm not saying I won't do it during the day. I'm saying well, it, the mood still needs to be set. You know what I mean? No. Uh, but, it needs but, to be set. But here's the problemo, um, muchacho. Go ahead, muchacho. Come 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night, Sarah's been in mom mode all day. I've been up since, you know, 5, 6 in the morning. She's got, ready. like, mom stains on Get, her shirt. Yeah, she got, as I always say, uh, as she likes to say, I just... Said I, I love when we go out on date nights because she says I'm so used to just having jelly stains on my shirt, my pants, my everything. She's like, I'm a mom. Just spaghetti sauce on you her know. pants. Sarah, what is that on your? What's on your shirt? Vomit. Yeah, v- vomit mixed with jelly. So we're tired, and we realize that you know what? We look at each other, and we'll, throughout the day, we were doing little things like, yeah, tonight when Emmy's sleeping, yeah, it's on. I can't wait to have your, I can't wait to have your cock tonight. Oh my God, I can't bro. wait to do tonight. You know, we're doing a little fucking flirts all day, but you know what happens? Come 8, 30, 9 o'clock, we're like, uh, rain check for tomorrow. Uh, 
Always, without yeah. a doubt. It, so it turns into flirt, dirty talk all day, little messages, flirt, flirt, flirt. And we realized we were not following through on our sexual little promises. You know why? Because we're tired. I mean, of course. Hey. So what did you invent? So. I'm dying to know. So Because through. every guy, everybody has experienced exactly what you're talking about. So I'm dying to hear. Because if you have a real invention, Te we're talking Shark Tank millions text, right now. Text messages. Little whispers, little ass grabs all day, that result that were resulting in nothing. You know what it resulted in? It resulted in us watching uh, Scandal on ABC. It resulted in us catching up on uh, Barry, which, by the way, Henry Winkler could be here in a few minutes, right? So, Barry no Goldberg, nothing's going on. Yeah. Oh, well, I. You know what, babe? I want to be in a good mood before bed. Let's watch an episode of the Goldbergs or something that'll put me in a happy mood. All right, babe. Goldbergs and then bedtime. Uh, Goldbergs don't curl the toes. You got to put on some Al Jarreau. Well, guess what, bro. Not the Goldbergs. Along the way. So, during the day, I always like go to grab Sarah, and she's like, Emmy's right there. We got to watch the baby. We got to watch the baby. So I said, you know what? Got a new move. Oh, and, wait a second. And she's like, Jake, here it comes. <laughs> I think Jake went to let Henry Winkler in. I hope that's not the case, because I don't want Henry here. In this. Hi, I heard you have a new sex move. Oh, no. Joy. Joy. <laughs> so during the day, as you know, the pro like I said, the problem was during the day you're in parent mode. Jake, I want you to write this down because you're going to use this one day in your life. Maybe I it's 10 years from now, 20 years from now. I'm going to write it down for my new life because uh, this was a major problem that you speak of in my past life. Melody, it was exhausting. Every parent realizes you get tired, you end up watching TV and falling asleep, and all your little promises of tonight we're going to fuck. It could be vulgar. We were like, it was like good, dirty t texting and ass grabbing. But you know what happens? Here I, I am. See those panties. I'm falling asleep watching American Idol. No sex. So, you know the little bouncy bounce that the kids go in like they, it's like the bouncy thing, right? You made Sarah sit in that thing? No, no. <laughs> and you laid underneath it? No. I'm tired. I'm going to lay right here. No, Rich got into it. Sarah. <laughs> Rich got oh. in it. <laughs> Sarah said, when you put Emmy in that, she cries if if you if she's in that, you don't pay attention to her. I go, incorrect. I'm like, oh, I know what you did. You put her in that thing and you turned Emmy around. No. And so, you got it on without, you know, letting her see. So before the, she before the, you went to bed. The one thing that occupies my eleven month old daughter. My daughter's almost a year old. I know. Crazy. Elmo. Elmo? Elmo's got the moves. Happy, happy dance dance. <laughs> you Elmo. don't know Elmo's got the moves song, do you? I know every Elmo Elmo's song. got the moves. I know every fucking Elmo song. I have a, a little child. Well, because no. you are the Mo. All the Hispanics call you that on your softball team. Yo, there he is, Elmo. But you know what? What did I say? I said yesterday, what is the one movie that, what's the one movie that I've watched more than any other movie now? Moana. You're welcome for the tides, the sun, the sky. Hey, it's okay. Elmo. Hey, you're welcome. I'm just an ordinary demi-guy. Hey, what has two thumbs and pulled up the sky? When I put on Moana, Emmy is hypnotized by by Maui, who's played by The Rock. When I play that song, Emmy looks, starts clapping, going nuts. And I and so I said, Sarah, Moana? And put her in the little thing. And Sarah's like, are you sure? So now we've done it three days in a row.
And know what Sarah calls it? Neglecting your child? Oh, wait. What does she we call it? We put the baby in the seat. <laughs> we, put Mo- we put Moana on. Yeah. And we dip away to the bedroom in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. For what we call the Maui Plowy. Oh, the Maui Plowy. I love it. The Maui Plowy. While you enjoy the Maui Wowie on a 420. The Maui The Maui Plowy. Jesus, that sounds aggressive. And Sarah said, listen. It's she not, named it's it? Not you a, must be she, curling the toes. She goes, it's not about romance. It's not about... It's not. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an afternoon quickie that'll leave us both with a smile. Sky rockets in flight. The Maui Plowy. Dicky Doo's Delight. Can I rename it? Dicky Doo's Delight? No, the Maui Plowy. <laughs> I, feel, I feel good with that one. Ah, Dicky Doo's Delight. <laughs> so, there you have it. Wow. Plain and simple. I don't even know what to say about that. I recommend everyone try this. The Maui Plowy. The Maui Plowy, huh? It makes me wonder what my parents were doing when they sat me in front of Mr. Rogers for hours at a time. Oh. I'll tell you what. I wonder if they had a name for that. So I'll tell yeah, you what. Gonna give you the Roger Dodger. <laughs> because, well, I tell you, I'm telling you because of because of yesterday's Maui Plowy. Yeah. We were both in a great mood. What the fuck? The Maui Plowy. I want huh? you to. I just want you to remember this. Do you wear a hula skirt when you're doing it? I don't. Wow. But you know the Rock's character's wow, name is Maui. Uh, you know his name is Maui. Wow. And I was trying to think of a name. I was like, what do we call this? The Monana, the Moana, the. Mo-. I'm thinking of the name, and Sarah's like. The Maui Plowy. Oh my I goodness! Said, oh, oh, oh. I, I didn't. I wasn't. Why would I ever? Say okay, that? Okay. You know, yeah. I got to tell you, the music, this music in the background would totally like kill my bone. No, we, no, we go in the bedroom. Oh, so it doesn't affect no, you at all. She's in the living room, like clapping along with the rock, and uh, we just dip away for like a few. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hey, listen, man, balance, Danielson. Balance. All right. Let's say what's up to Damien in California. Oh, Damien, the Maui Plowy. <laughs> what's up, buddy? Wow. Wow, muchacho. Hey, buddy. Yeah, I haven't listened live. This is the first time I listened live in a minute, but you guys, you know, are killing it. Thanks, man. Hey, Damien, a okay, few questions, man. You like Mongolian beef? <laughs> I've never tried it, man. No, don't. don't. It's, it's dog shit. So. Yeah, when you get the munchies later today, you're gonna. And what do you think of the Maui Plowy, bro? <laughs> Uh, every time Rick hears that, Rich hears that song now, he's gonna fucking have a rager in his pants. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe like he's right. Loves dog. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna react. He's gonna hear all the stupid. Uh, I've been standing at the <gasps> edge of the water. Thank you, Damien. We haven't yeah. seen him in a while. <laughs> the Maui, the Maui Plowy, the Moana. Daytime. The best of Covino and Rich is on Faction Talk. This is from this guy named Tiger Cat. Tiger Cat. It's a cool cat. He says, I have a question. Tiger Cat? Meow. I think you guys have talked about it before, <laughs> Yeah. but I forgot what your takes are. Is it possible to be somewhat friends with your girlfriend's ex? Knowing they fucked? Knowing they had a life before you slash I existed, I feel like it's just me and my anxiety, but it won't let me be friends with this guy. Let me know what you think. I'll be listening always. Love the show, Kavino and Rich. Uh, Oh, please keep me anonymous. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Uh, You know what? I didn't give out the full name. I don't think his real name is Tiger Cat, okay? I don't think the cat family's listening. Saying, no, no, no way, meow, 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 meow. Meow.
<laughs> okay, so anyway, thanks for the feedback, man. I appreciate it. Didn't mean to blow up your spot. But let's just say one of our listeners is in a scenario, one of our friends in a yeah. scenario where I guess the new girl is sort of trying to create a friendship between him and the uh, a guy from her past. Now, I say F that noise. But you're a guy that sort of embraced this scenario and it sort of worked for you in a, in a way, right? You're not going to... You're not going to convince anyone to change their mind on this stuff because people are very stubborn. Well, what on sort their of takes. advice could you give the guy then? Because there's no need to be rude about anything. I'm not saying you need to well, be rude this, to the guy. This, uh, <laughs> based on this guy's email or text message or whatever he sent us, it was a snap cheat. Oh. So based on, would you the can follow Snapchat. us at Cavino and Rich or Steve Cavino or Rich Davis yeah. SXM? But, but, by the Snapchat he sent you. Is he in the same circle of friends as his girlfriend's ex? Because you could enter a group of friends and you may have no choice. I mean, you always have a choice. You could say, I'm not dating this person. But if you started dating Jordan and she had a, like a group of like, let's say the group of like, I don't know, eight people that always hung out, like her core. Let's say it was like her little crew. A lot of people come with a crew. Jake, you've dated girls that come with a crew. This oh, is yeah. my girl. Oh, these are my yeah. girls, and these these are the girls and guys I hang with. Everyone's got a, a lot of people have a crew. I'm Jenna, and these are my five friends. Yeah. What if you met a girl, and part of her crew? Uh, there we you know, There's Tyler. Hey, it was Tyler. Oh, uh, we dated for He's a while. He's in my glam squad. We dated. Uh, we dated like I don't know a few years ago. Fuck that. Really? I don't want to be friends with that guy. I just don't. Mm. I don't. I don't need friends. Like that. Yeah, but I mean, you say you don't need friends. Like you, you, your approach just from even what it you said. It doesn't need, mean I'm going to be rude to the guy, but I don't want to be his BFF. What's our common bond? That we both seen her naked? Great. We're Eskimo brothers. Let's Eskimo kiss. I don't need that in my life. I, I'm just saying you, 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 you already answered with a very... Uh, well, where's the benefit? You, But you answered with a very predetermined answer like fuck this guy i'm not saying he's an asshole i'm saying i don't need to be friends with him all right i, I mean th then what's your answer let's say this guy meets a girl i think you, mean you have different you're not, answers. you're not answering the guy the guy I said am. the guy said what do i do he's dating a girl that he's clearly very into but part of her crew one of the people on her, her no, you're uh, making that part up oh what he didn't say that you know it's part of her crew he just said he wanted her to uh he's he she wanted him to be friends with her ex. Well, I'd imagine that means they're part of the same circle that runs together. Okay. Because you wouldn't arbitrarily be like, hey, uh, be, be pals with my ex for no apparent reason. It's it's a matter of... All right, so then take me out of it. Look All what right. Brooks says. Brooksy uh, is, uh, is a reasonable guy. Oh, Brooksy? From Connecticut. Uh, Brooks Hadlin's a reasonable man. He goes, fuck that. How can you be friends with someone that knows what your girl feels like inside? Nope. No chance. Not going to happen. Well... You don't have to be best friends, but you don't need to be an enemy of an ex. That's immature. That's I, from Kung Pao. I agree with Kung Pao. Oh, Kung Pao! I, I love his chicken. I love his feedback. You know, I'm, I'm not saying yeah. you need to be a, a jag off about it and, and try to puff your chest out and, and try to out-alpha this guy. I'm just saying... I try to out-alpha people <laughs> with, my, alf. With, my, with my alf knowledge. You're, you're like alfalfa. He lives with the Tanners. He The next-door neighbors with the Alcmonics. What planet was he from? Milmac. Why is this guy trying to out-alf me? I try to out-alf everyone. You even do the alf impression. Willie! I don't like your new boyfriend. He's trying to out-alf me. What was uh, Elf's favorite sandwich? 
I don't know that shit, dude. I'm not one. Alf sucks. A BLT. Remember, he'd say, a bacon, lucky, and tomato. Remember, he was always trying to eat the cat? Nope. Not at all. I don't. Never watched Alf. That shit was for Lamos. Alf. One of the worst shows of the 80s. Lamos? Yeah. You and Adam Goldberg liked it. And nerds. Even as a kid, I knew that show sucked. All right. Like you didn't collect the Alf puppets at Burger King. I didn't. Fucking loser! <laughs> Fuck that! I think you're a loser! Nah, Alf. Corny. All right, so uh, I, I just feel you handle it like an adult and tell her kindly, like, look, I'm glad you guys have a, a relationship still or whatever. I'm not trying to get in between that. Uh, but I, I'm not trying to be friends with your ex, dude. I feel weird about that. I'm sure he's a nice guy. That's great. I'm glad he treated you nice. The end. But how do you handle it? You don't need to be a jerk about it. No, but do you say, all right, if he's... Uh, Places you go, or he's in a circle of friends. Hey, we're going to we're going to Jessica's on Friday, and who's this guy's there? You gonna have a problem with it? Hey, remember that guy you were trying to win over? We never really finished that story. Remember we were saying how one of our mutual friends, a girl, a female, mm-hmm. yeah. has a new guy, yeah, and he's giving you the cold shoulder. I a think bit. I think uh, I think uh, we're made progress. Yeah, but maybe you ever think that he thinks that maybe some of us may have hooked up with her, and that's why he wasn't so like. Willing maybe, to maybe you. bond. Maybe you. Perhaps. You know, who knows? So my, my thought, my thinking here was that, well, I could be in the mix, but doesn't mean I need to chat it up and be this guy's BFF. And that's sort of the vibe of the guy uh, that we're speaking of. He, he's there and he's friendly, but he doesn't really want to bond. You know, so maybe he thinks <laughs> that there was more to the relationship. Uh, All right, let's, let's get the phone calls. We'll start with Keith and Nashville. I'll give you my stance on it. But, but where's the benefit in being this guy's friend? I don't know. The benefit is that because someone had makes a, her happy. Because someone had an intimate relationship with someone you ended up with, I, f- I feel like is such an immature high school boy approach to be like fuck that. I, I feel like we got to be adults. <laughs> like everything you've Why? gone, everything you've gone through. Losing all your shit, going through a shitty divorce, uh, worrying about your daughter, doing a, all the real life shit you went through in the last year. Yeah, you're gonna you would worry. This doesn't just seem like small potatoes compared to it what does. real life is about. Yeah, small potatoes. We're talking. You went through in the last year and a half of your life. You went through small potatoes. You know what you went through? You went through real life, money, drama, heartbreak, confusion, everything. And you're telling me after everything you've gone through and came out on the other side like uh, Andy Dufresne raising his hands in the rain, you finally escaped Shawshank. And it came out on the other side. You, you are covered in shit like Andy Dufresne. Right. You came out on the other side better off like Andy Dufresne. And you're trying to tell me everything you went through, you're going to tell this guy he has a real problem? You went through real life shit. This guy dating a girl. Oh, and one of her friends, she she fucked years ago. That's mid. Hey, dude. You know know, what that is? I look at it like this. I look at it totally different. Like, it's not even about the small potato petty stuff. I barely have time for friends I want to be friends with. That's small taters. You think I want to be. Taters! Be friend? Small taters! The guy that used to bang the new girl I'm all about? I'm writing this down. Thanks, Small? but no oh, fun. Let, let me write this down. Doesn't mean I need to be rude, but I'm not looking to hang with this guy. I'm writing this down. There's nothing I'm... wrong with that. No, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get a tattoo that says "Don't sweat the Don't sweat the small taters." Okay, you go and do that. Let me let me know how with it goes. A small tater next to it. Yeah, that, with a little tater tot. No, a little tater arrow tot. pointing next to his balls. <laughs> <laughs> don't sweat the small taters. Uh, uh, all right, let's go to the phone. Let's see what's up to Keith and Nashville. We'll start with him. The phones are hot. 
I don't, yeah, I know. I don't want to harp on this one. I didn't think I it was know. like a heavy hitting. Que- well, it was just it's, a question. It's, it's low, it's low you're the hanging expert. Fruit. You're the expert. I am the this. expert. My wife and my wife and my ex girlfriend are like it's one of her best friends. Uh, right. The shirt I'm wearing today, I told uh, my ex gave it to me because. Uh, and when you go to Texas, you've been friendly with Sarah's ex boyfriend. Sarah's ex boyfriend, one of her ex boyfriends. Right. Corey is one of the nicest dudes, and when we go to Texas, Sarah and I have dinner, have drinks with. Him and his wife, because him and his wife are friends with Sarah's other friends. Very, so. very nice and mature of you, but I don't have time for that. I know, you know? but, but like, just teach his own. I don't think anyone's right or wrong. No, I, I know, but I'm saying like people think it's peculiar either way. It's such a personal choice. Like to me, to me, <laughs> the fact that Sarah dated some dude in like the early 2000s when she was like 23, 22 years old, like that guy now, all these years later, am I going to be... If he's a good dude and he has, he has his wife and two kids. I and think if you had real feelings for somebody, you know, they don't necessarily completely just fucking fade. I think you're full of shit. That's what I think, you know? So okay. you can pretend all day is, is what I'm thinking. You guys are playing pretend. Keith and Nashville, you're on the show. What's up, Keith? So I'm actually the other guy in a situation just like this. Okay. Um, I dated a girl named Jen a couple years ago, and we used to hook up. All the time. Even after we broke things off, we hooked up all the time. After we broke up, five months later, she ends up married or dating the guy she ends up marrying this past December. We actually still hang out, and he has no clue that we actually dated and used to fuck all the time. And he even invited me to the wedding. I bet. That happens all of the time. All the time. And he he has no clue about what's happened. I don't like that. That's disrespectful to the guy, to be honest. It really is. It's way disrespectful. My, at, yo, at your wedding, now, no. your dick no, should be the girl, only dick that was inside your bride. The end. My girl mm-hmm. now knows about this situation, and what's funny is she brought it up during the ceremony. She was like, you think he'll ever catch on that you used to fuck his, his now wife? I was like, I don't think so. Yeah, that's disrespectful. And drank away. Hmm. All right. Hey, that's a good story. I mean, Keith, I, I guess know. you're not really doing anything wrong. You're abiding by her wishes of... Of not bringing it up, you, your friends yeah. and 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 you know that's information that's not yeah, needed, I guess. But it's still it's still wrong to 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 have this guy and be the only one in the dark here. Thank I you. I would never want to be friends with a guy who banged my wife. I'd rather not know. Should I ask him for sex tips on how to make her come faster? That's from Mike in Illinois. I just think it's such a silly. I don't know. I I think it's like. To be honest, you could say that I, you could roll your eyes at me all day. I think it's immature to care. I think it really is immature to care. If you, if you, if you are with someone that is a hot commodity, meaning they're smart and pretty and nice and everything, they're going to have people in their past. I mean, people have a history. Before you, shit existed. You're not 20. You're not, you're not, you're not taking, uh, you're not, you're not taking a girl. Yeah, but uh, why are you hanging on to these relationships? They ended. So why are you hanging on to it? Doesn't mean you need to be mean and bitter, but you got to be the get-along gang. But sometimes people are intertwined into circles of life. That's like some sort of weird ancestral weirdness. Yeah, but sometimes people are just part of a part of a circle of friends and find no reason to not. I'm not saying hold grudges, but you need to hang out. Yeah. T in Colorado, you're on the show. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. So I'm in a similar situation. I happen to be the guy, and my wife hates that I'm. I wouldn't say good friends, but I'm friends with most of my exes. Um, you know, you kind of just hit the nail on the head. Like, I had a past before I met her, and a lot of the girls that I slept with were my friends. And we don't, you know, we don't hang out, but we talk. 
here and there, maybe once or twice a year, maybe happy birthday. Yeah, and dude, if you were honest and your wife wasn't listening, you would say, yeah, and you'd still fuck them all. And that's where you're full of shit, because you still would. If, if one of your exes said, yo, hey, let's hang out, uh, I, I want to suck your dick, you would be tempted, so stop lying. So that means you're really not friends. Liar. Beat it. No, yeah, but, mean, but, but, really... but hold on. It, it, with all due dude, respect. your if, pants are on fire. With all due respect, um, you can say that about anyone. Yeah, but especially girls that you've already had that no, connection actually, with. Actually, less, because no. you've already been there. No. If, if, what if would be more, T was alone... What would if, be more enticing? Let me, let me ask you, would T hang alone with these girls? I have no idea. I've never asked her to hang out with them. Because you're you know, not really not friends. You guys I used just... to fuck. The end. Guess what? Yeah. I have lots of friends. I, mean, I never fucked them. Yeah. But you're a different type. You're a different type of guy. No offense. Because I don't fuck my friends. No, you're. No, you're. That makes me wrong. No, you're. I could be wrong all day. You're a different type of guy. I'm not gonna lie. Thank you. And it's not yeah, a bad totally. thing. You're, you're, it's, Kavino's it's, not the type of guy that you don't friend women. Like you don't have like your relationships are not based on friendship. Friendship doesn't equal sticking your dick in somebody. The end. Bozeman, Montana. Act like an adult, Kavino. I'm with Rich. Act on like this. an adult. You, you move on. Your past is behind you. It doesn't mean you hold grudges. Just because the relationship doesn't work out doesn't mean you need to like x someone out of your life. Hey, you got it. So causing a, causing a conflict in your new relationship. Your your ex is worth that. Well, would you date someone that was that adamantly odd about things? No, but you're going to jeopardize I any would. sort of conflict with your new scenario for someone from your past? If I started dating, Beat it. if I was a single guy and started dating someone, priorities and, are and off in that point. If I dated someone new and they were so adamant about like, I want to just make sure none of your exes, I'd, be, I'd already be like, time out. I don't like the insecurity going on here. I don't think I could date that type of person. I can't date you. I can't date a type of person uh, that's like that. Let's go to line six. Tiger hit us up again. He goes, "I have a question. I know you've talked about this because we've talked about everything. Yeah. Uh, is it possible possible to be somewhat to somewhat be friends with your girlfriend's ex, knowing they effed, knowing they had a life before you existed? I feel it's just me and my anxiety won't let me." Well, get back to me, guys, please. I need no, I help think on it's this. Also, I think it's also a reflection of who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? I am. If you're if you're like Pete Weber and you're confident, I just think. Wouldn't you think to yourself, if you met your if you met your girl's exes, you're not confident that like I'm a fucking cool guy. What do, I'm not like. I feel like it spurs. It turns into insecurity. Like you'd be insecure. What would you be insecure about? Like, oh, maybe he was cooler than I was. Maybe he was better in bed. Maybe he was this. Like, no, it's just not normal. That's all. It's just not normal human interaction. Yeah. That's all. Uh, Rob in South Carolina has nothing to do with insecurities. What's up, Rob? Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, um, two things. One is what's the ex's situation? Because if he's single, I, I would never be friends with uh, my girl's single ex guy friend. Because I don't know any guys who want to stay friends with their exes if it's not because they want to bang them down the road. So I just couldn't trust that. And I don't know any girls who, like, and this, maybe it's just me and my and my friends, but none of the girls we know, they don't keep a hold of their exes unless it's because they think that they may be a viable option down the road. Every, everyone, everyone's different because I disagree, I disagree with everything you said. Yeah. So everyone's different. I mean, I'm I'm friendly with quite a number of people I dated. One of my wife's ex boyfriends is in a circle of friends that we hang out with in Texas. Everyone's different. So thanks, Rob. Yeah, yeah, 
you can't. You're speaking in blanket statements. Uh, go to Johnny in Canada. Johnny in Canada is the, he's getting married, and his best man is his ex. Is your ex? Is your ex girlfriend? What? What's going on? Hey, what's up, Johnny? Hey guys, I really like the show. I've been listening for a few months now, and I'm really liking it. Thanks, oh, man. thanks, man. Um, yeah, kind of weird. Dated a uh, met a girl, and uh, we dated for about four or five months, and we just wasn't working out. We, we were intimate a handful of times, you know, maybe a half dozen. And uh, we knew that we really liked each other, but we just didn't like each other for relate enough for a relationship. And we ended up being best friends. We lived together. I just rented the basement from her for about a year and a half. I then moved out, found my fiance. We're getting married in August, and she's going to be my best man. People people find friends in all different types of ways. I find. I mean, that's your story, man. What do you? I mean, what is? How can you judge that, Kavino? He he met a girl. All right, so he met a girl. Yeah, but he didn't, were, a, he no. didn't have a real long, meaningful relationship with her. Yeah, but he met a girl, had no. an intimate relationship yeah. with her, realized that. Yo, I really swear, I really love. I really like this girl a lot. She's awesome. But I'm not gonna marry. This not the, I, I'm not meant to marry this girl. Is he supposed to be like and nice I, knowing you later? Yeah, yeah, my fiance knows that. There is zero, less than zero percent chance that we would ever be intimate again, and I made it very clear of that, and she knows that, and she's very. Comfortable I believe with that, it, and but, it's slightly different. She wanted, he, She wasn't really she your girlfriend. Want, she wasn't a long-term girlfriend. I right, get it. So, right. That makes right. sense. If she didn't want her as my best man, I would respect that wholeheartedly. Thank you. All Great right, show, guys. Congratulations, Thanks, Johnny. Johnny. Congratulations Thanks, on bye. your on your wedding, man. Thanks for listening. Uh, Tyler, Wisconsin. Look at this stud. Hey, buddy. <laughs> What's up, stud? Hey, guys. Um, and I say stud because wife, of what you're about to say. Yeah, I at our wedding, I I had sex not at our wedding. Prior to our wedding, when we weren't dating or engaged, I had sex with her three best friends who were in the wedding, and she knows about them. Um, we had dated prior. Um, in high school, broke up for like three years, didn't talk to each other, got back together, and she wanted And We had that conversation that most people do, you know, what have you been up to since, you know, we broke up and, and about, you know, how many partners, all that stuff, which was whatever. But I told her about them. They're still best friends to this day, and I love her even more because she got over it or she, she just dealt with it internally. She said, you know what, I'm, ma- I'm married to you, I love you, and it I, makes me love her even more. Jesus, Tyler. You ran through all her friends, though. I wouldn't love you if I was her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tyler. It, it, you know who I love? I love me. women that don't fuck all of my friends. <laughs> Call me crazy, bro. I, I'm old-fashioned, I guess. No, I mean, he fucked all her friends. I mean, but, it, but Tyler, uh, I've got it worked out. I, I mean, Ty, maybe Tyler's the, Tyler's the man. I mean, he fucked three of her best friend bridesmaids. Thank you. I but mean, I mean, good for you. He's got a golden penis. I know. I mean, congratulations to you, Tyler. It all worked out. I'm happy for you. I'm just, you know, on the fl- if, if you flip the shoe, it wouldn't fly with me. It's a trust, security, insecurity issue. As long as it wasn't a cheating situation, and you left the one girl for the other girl, you should trust your girl is with you now. That's from Tim. I yeah, but that you don't know that other guy's motive. You think you know? You may trust your woman all day, Tim. I'm with you on that. You're the man. Yeah. She's with you. I get it. This guy you're is going like home and he's jerking off to that girl still. You're acting like a 20 year old. Sure. Don't believe me then. No, I'm saying you're acting. You're acting like a 20 year old. Meaning sure. When families and kids and everything. Once you get older. Sure. That, all right. That guy. He wouldn't fuck your wife. He would. You know what, Rich? Sarah's ex boyfriend. Yeah, he wouldn't stick it in there if you guys were alone. You're right. He wouldn't do that. The truth is, he would. But you he's want like to ignore a, he's that. He's like a nice religious dude. Get the he's fuck like out of like here. He's like a nice Texas fella. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But at the end of the day, he has a penis that yeah, but, he would use yeah, but, if he could. Yeah, but you know what? Most people would want to fuck my wife. 
Okay. If you have an attractive wife so or girlfriend, I, you, know, that, you, know how, you know how attractive women go through the day? Any any attractive woman listening now or guy or any guy listening that has a hot girlfriend or wife, just add, everyone wants to fuck them. They're at Starbucks right now getting a caramel, uh, caramel macchiato. Guess who wants to fuck them? The dude that says, what can I, so, what can I get so for you? So you really need to be BFF with the guy that really did? Okay. I mean, who cares? Why? You make it sound like I'm you not left saying a... you're wrong or anyone's wrong, but like you know, that cavalier attitude is pretty odd. You act as if that's normal, and I'm wrong. All right, so my wife dated a guy in the in probably probably in the right everybody's around, wife early, dated somebody right. in the 2000s. They, they dated someone in the 2000s. They uh, she ended up, she broke up with him, and it didn't work out. And he's in her circle of uh, circle of friends in Texas. All these years later, is a big deal. Not a big deal, yeah, but exactly. it doesn't mean you have to deal with it. I said, be polite. You can be an adult about it, uh, but it doesn't mean you need to be pals. John uh, Whitey in Long Island. Hey, what's going on? Hey, I you know I'm I'm in the camp of I mean who gives a shit if 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 your girlfriend wants wants you to make nice with somebody for the sake of the circle of friends and so you can also spend time with your girlfriend doing the activities that she wants to do. Ultimately, who gives a shit? Yeah. And I'm also exactly. I, and, and personally, and personally too, is it makes me feel good knowing that I'm the one that she settled for. Like you know, I, you know that's the I, I'm the winner in in this. I'm not the loser by having to go hang out with my ex, my girlfriend's ex uh, boyfriend. He's the loser in this situation. And I'm the winner. Makes me feel great. Whitey, she didn't settle for you. She chose you. Yeah, she chose Whitey. So he's saying yeah. he, he was the chosen one. Right. So, You're the chosen one. So he wins. He piece. wins over this other guy. Hey man, teach his own. I don't care. I'm just t- I'm telling you, it's not for everybody. You know, you can judge it all you want. I think people want to justify because it's what's normal to them. You know what I mean? I like the I- people that are agreeing with you are people in that scenario. You know, I, I think that it's a little odd. I think that here's my thought: is this a is this one of those things where you have your opinion and it's not going to be changed, like guns or abortion or? Uh, Donald Trump is this a, is this a topic Probably. where, there's, where there's, it goes back to what I said yesterday? There's plenty of people in the world that deserve your kindness and friendship. The ones that bang the girl I'm with are not really fucking fitting that criteria. I'd rather be friends in, with people. That what did, do they What do they do that doesn't deserve kindness? Kindness, that's fine. I said my friendship. Hey, I gotta be friends with that person. But you said Says yesterday. Who? Okay. Says who? Says who? Yeah. I think we're not gonna change people's minds on it. But I, but what I would be curious. There's plenty of guys out there I, who didn't bang your what, wife. What I would be what I would be curious about is if a guy's dating, if a guy is dating a girl who's so ridiculously out of his league intellectually and physically, and she has an ex boyfriend she talks to. Would some would some thick headed guy like you deal with it if it was the right girl? No. Why? Where's the need? So let's say that means Bri- you're not say, fulfilling some sort of. Um, let's say Brian and Co- there, let's I say think. Brian. Let's say Brian and Kokomo. I'm thinking of our biggest warlock. <laughs> he's 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 a big warlock. Let's say Brian and Kokomo. Yeah. Started dating a supermodel that was also brilliant. So we're talking smarts, looks, everything. She's the whole package. And she's like, "Well, Brian, I love warlocks, and I love you, but just so you know, I won't give up my, my relationship with Biff. In my circle of friends, my ex warlock is. We're still friends and stuff." Is he going to be like, even though you're the greatest, amazing woman I've ever met, I can't. I'm going to go find someone else. Warlock, warlock. Hey, if, if, if that's what he wants to deal with, everyone puts up with shit, you know, for whatever reason. But, you know, I, I don't think it's necessary. Ron, you're on the show. 
What's up? Ron? Ron? Oh, yeah, sorry. Hey. Yeah, so my ex-wife, we've been divorced for a year now, and before we got officially divorced, her new boyfriend moved into the house that her and I had bought together the same day I moved my stuff out. Yeah, so she had a guy on deck. Yeah, oh yeah, she had a guy on deck before we even thought about separating. That's called the dong on deck. Every hot chick yeah. has one. I don't think that's very on topic. It's just very sad. Thanks, Ron. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Ron. Sorry to hear about that. Doesn't seem very good. I'm pretty sure I'm that guy for like four chicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet. The dong on deck? Absolutely. Dong they call Jake Mr. Steal your girl. Uh, right. Scott in British Columbia. Now, hold on. You know, in mixed families and things like that, I feel like there's more invested there. And I think you have to suck it up and be an adult maybe somewhere down the line. And work these things out, but like a, a, a boyfriend, like, I don't know, man, what you got to hang out to that for? How, why is that so important? I loved every girlfriend but, along the way. But, but, I, I'm not hanging on to but them. But I look at it this I, way. I can check in with them once in a while, see if they're alive. Yeah, but I look at it this way. But I don't expect my new girl to be friends with them. When you say, uh, what, what did you just say? In Wait, a mixed family, I see where sometimes relationships have to be dealt with because there's no choice. Oh, I was going to say, I'm not saying go out of your way to be besties with someone but i'm saying the whole idea of avoiding it just seems like more of a hassle than anything like like oh you're gonna avoid going to a party or a get together or, oh hey uh uh chris and jackie are having people over uh, oh wait oh is your ex gonna be there we're not going i'm not saying you need to be a tyrant and dictate who she's friends with but it doesn't mean you need to deal with it chris in maryland hey guys how you doing what up so I just want to say, like, it all depends on who you're actually going to be with. So I had a high school sweetheart. When we went to college, we just kind of broke it off just to go see what else was out there. But I was still extremely close to her family. Uh, her dad was, uh, you know, a second father figure to me. And her brother and I got really close once we actually broke it off. But my wife actually allowed both of them to her dad, or her, my ex's dad and her brother, to be in our wedding. So uh, it's just, I guess, when you bring them around all the time and show there's nothing there to fear with it, they just act like they're other friends to you. Yeah. And, and I've had girls that were not cool with it, but she was, you know, absolutely fine with it. Yeah, but, you know, breakups are breakups sometimes. You know what? I've had other girls' parents that were fucking great to me and, and family members that I miss. That's why it's a breakup. You know, I, there's still a sense of holding uh, on there, in but my you opinion. Don't, but you don't necessarily need to. If you don't want to. I think when you break up with somebody, it doesn't mean you can't check in with other people and say, hello, how are you doing? But you don't hold on to those relationships. That's just sort of how things work. I didn't make the rules that way. Uh, Aaron in Oregon, you're on the show. Hey, guys. Uh, new listener, great show. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Um, so... I feel like this is a two-part thing. Number one, if my wife wasn't taught and uh, people didn't want to fuck her, then I uh, married the wrong girl. That's what I'm Secondly, saying. Um, yeah, but you don't yeah, need to be yeah, friends yeah. with that guy. Like, Aaron, I want to hear your point, but like, someone just hit us up, and it goes along with what you're saying. He goes, I take every opportunity to see my wife's ex just so I could remind him how much better I'm fucking her now. He was a douchebag. There's always someone in that scenario that feels like they have the one-up on you. You know, and it might be the guy that's yeah. like, yeah, you're with her now, but guess what? I used to fuck her in the back of his mind. I'm sorry. If yeah. you think everyone's that no. mature, you're crazy. 
No, no, I, and, and, and I agree with that. And, but I, but the, I also also agree with the fact, or, or believe the fact that, you know, if, if if the guy's a douchebag, I don't want to hang out with him. But if you want to hang out with him, that's fine. If if it ever gets to the point where this guy's got in the back of his mind, which I believe it, he probably does. Hey, I'm going to bone this chick someday. I'm going to I'm going to take her back away from him. I totally believe that. If my wife ever did do that, then that's the relationship I don't want to be in. So I'm not really scared of it. I'd more. Dude, I agree with you. No one should be that's, scared that's, of it. That's, 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 yeah, and, I, and I, I agree. I bet your wife has no intention. I agree. Yeah, but but that guy's an asshole still. All right. Well, with uh, with my with, with uh, Sarah's ex boyfriend. Yeah, the she one don't that... give a fuck. She's in love with you. I know yeah, that. But, but I what get I'm saying that. is, when uh, when we would have this, like I said, it was a, a group of friends that would hang out in Texas, and at first it was avoided for a while, and I was the one that sort of took the high road. I said, "Why are we not like?" What are we not going to go? We're not going to go there well, because how could you not, Rich? How could you not take but the high road on. when all oh. of your ex girlfriends are floating around? No, no. But I, but I said, let's go. And at first, his wife also was not awesome with the idea of like she shouldn't be because Sarah's beautiful. I wouldn't want to hang out with but, her. If I was the fucking new girl, I would not want to hang with but Sarah. With a now, fast forward, fast forward a few years. I, I feel like I get the credit for now that circle of friends being even tighter and having more fun because there's no awkwardness anymore. Because there was awkwardness in that group of friends, but I'm the I'm the one that sort of mended that bridge. And I'm so proud of myself. You're an, you're a weird guy, Ace, in my opinion. Uh let's see. This is from Grand Junction. The difference with dealing with ex spouses, spouses is that you know what you're getting into when you get into that relationship. For example, uh, my new scenario, Jordan, knows that dealing with my ex is going to be part of the scenario. So mm. there's no avoiding that. Uh, when people get into a new relationship and they weren't married, they didn't have kids, they don't expect to be hanging out with their ex-boyfriend, an ex-girlfriend. You know, it's like, hey, where did I sign up for that? I think th that is a difference. Tim in South Carolina, you're on the show. Hey, hey guys. Hey buddy. So I'm my wife is my wife is great. Second marriage. Um, I'm the lucky one where I didn't have to deal with anything of, of hers in the past because actually her husband passed away. Um, but I'm in the horse business. I'm actually a polo instructor, and so I've traveled around a lot in the past. And I'm actually still friends with a lot of my ex girlfriends. So the area that we live in now is a major horse area. So we go out sometimes. You know, and I've been very upfront with, you know, who and who was, you know, an old girlfriend. And, you know, my wife, you know, she laughs about it. She's like, did you ever just have a bad breakup? Except, you know, besides my ex who, you know, Voldemort, we call her. Um, you know, I'm still friendly with my exes in the past. I think it's you know, but I'm up front I think, I think it's Friendly's a, fine. I think it's a reflection of who you are. I don't know if there's anyone I've ever dated that's like, I hate that fucking guy. Like, and I wasn't. I mean, friendly's fine. I don't know. No one's saying you can't yeah. be friendly. But, you know, I, I see my but, exes on Facebook and I and I like their little family photos. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but but, but, right. but and my wife has had some things that she's in common with 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 one of them anyway. You know, yoga and some other stuff. So, you know, it's just being upfront and being honest about it. Um, and saying, hey, yeah, you know what, this this woman here, you know what, we dated for a little while back in the past. So, you know, it's not awkward, and I'm being truthful with her. Yeah. I don't All know. Right. I just, uh, listen, everyone's going to be different. I think we could wrap it up with that. Everyone's, every, no one's, no one's opinion is going to be changed on this. Some people, some people are conditioned to think one way, and some people are not. Uh, let's go to L.A., New York, and we'll wrap it up. Right. L.A., quick. Hello? Yeah. What's up, Lewis? 
No, just wrapping up real quick, just saying how reference Convino's point, you know that show Black Mirrors, that episode, uh, the entire history of you, kind of goes on that point and how she has her ex as her friend and then how she ends up cheating on him. So I think that's a good reference of kind of it goes both ways of having an ex as, as a friend and so not as a friend and how they always have like that uh, sexual urge for your for that ex. Yeah, the sexual urge is always going to be there. Like the, our last caller, I, I don't want to put words in his mouth. But you're gonna tell me he still wouldn't fuck his ex if he had the opportunity? Probably would. Uh, you know, you're, you're you're one step away from a monkey at the end of the day. Don't fool yourself, Lindsay in New York. You're on the show. Yeah, but why do you think like you're not one step away from wanting to fuck anyone? Yeah, because I don't put you. I, you don't. Pl- I don't play with fire. I don't. I would never put myself yeah. in those scenarios. What's up, Lindsay? Hey, Lindsay, you're on the show. Hey guys, I just wanted to tell you a funny story because I have to say that um, there's no fucking way <laughs> that girls just want to be friends with their exes. Girls are fucking gross like that. They have no respect for relationships at all. So what are you saying um, then? You're saying that everyone I'm, still wants to fuck me? Maybe. Or maybe there's a weird motive. Maybe there's a weird uh, underlying <laughs> no, sort of thing. Is. See, okay, so my husband dated this chick for like eight years before me. And they had broke up for like a year and we got together. And um, she started like sending him like gifts and stuff to his job and then um she wound up sending pictures of them on vacation um to my house and my husband and i heard already been married and had a kid and she's sending this shit to my house he, like, must, he must really throw it down huh constantly like, texting like um messaging me on facebook like her husband's uh deuce bigelow male jiggle male jiggle uh, we have to break hey, Lindsay, make, i'm telling you make sure you take care of him so when I got the pictures of them on vacation, I defaced them. Uh, she was crazy. She was she sent pictures like nude photos of herself from their vacation oh. to my home. Oh, so I want to see those. Panties. I defaced it with like big dicks going to her mouth, and I sent them to her husband with a letter that said, "Your wife sent these to my husband. Maybe you want to get your bitch on a leash." Oh snap! Bitch on a leash. Is that your favorite rock song from the 90s, Kavino? Yeah, if Korn sang it. Yeah, Bitch on a Leash? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's always ulterior motives. It's never just wanting to be friends with your ex. Man. It's weird. Thank you, Lindsay. Lindsay, see? When Ulterior motives. Ulterior motives. What's going on here? Can't let go, weirdo. The best of Kavino and Rich is on Faction Talk. Kavino and Rich the show live from LA good morning and man how great is it to see such a kind and familiar face oh get out of here our uncle Henry (laughs) the Fonz the man Mr. Henry Winkler everybody thank you hey Henry when I say the Fonz is is that a compliment to you like of course yeah you don't mind that right no it's part of my life (laughs) yes you are the Fonz now I'm Gene Cousineau (laughs) I know. <laughs> Teacher extraordinaire. Still doing it, killing it. You look great, by the way. We Thank haven't you. seen you in like two years. You know that? I yeah. understand you were in my my dining room. And let me tell you, we talk about that all the time. That was the most generous, kind gesture ever. Uh, we broadcasted our first broadcast in California. Our welcoming committee was Henry Winkler at his house. And we'll never forget it. We talk about it all the time. Yeah, and people are like, great. get out of here. By the way, I, 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 solve this for me. Yeah. Spot sent. He uh, said he sent you a, a like a thank you care package. Did you ever get it? Because he feels like he wasn't sure if it got to you. No, if I got it, I would have uh, thanked him. 
Oh, oh so see? it didn't. No. Oh, it, I feel like that's a. I feel like that's a plot line for like a Curb Your Enthusiasm no, episode. But this is so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't take offense, but I really look forward to it now. <laughs> Yeah, See? we sent you. We sent you like this big gift basket and everything, and and we were like, man, we hope Henry got it. If you didn't it. hear from me, right. I didn't get it. Wow, that sucks. That. So uh, I would I would check with your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe the person that was putting in your uh, artificial grass uh, took it. Because I remember the last time we spoke, you were getting uh, turf. Uh, absolutely. We got it out in the front. Nice. Because it's very expensive. Right. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you're doing well. well that, 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 Barry, uh, that Barry money now. Right. <laughs> that Barry, Barry money. <laughs> hey, hey, welcome back to our show. Again, Thank it's you. your first time in our West Coast studios. Because yes. like I said, we broadcasted in your home. You've been yes. in New York. These I are, love what you've done with the yeah, place. These are the <laughs> new digs. You know, we're all grown up A couple up of now. screens and you know? uh, serious radio. That's it. I know. Before we talk about Barry yeah. And all the new success and everything, you know, we, we introduced you to "Here Comes the Boom." Yeah, right? does that song get you fired up? Some POD. I, you know what? I love it. I, it's on my iPod. Is it really? <clears throat> because in the movie, right? Here comes the boom. Yeah, I had to learn it. I took guitar lessons for no. I took them for eight weeks. What? <laughs> I had to play. Excuse me, I'm going to clear my throat. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I had to play Here Comes the Boom. Yeah. But like uh, James, um, uh, oh my God. Kevin James? No, no, no. Well, I can't remember his name. Uh, James Taylor. Yeah, I was oh, say, like James, James Taylor. Taylor. Like an acoustic I had to play class, it yeah. in James Taylor tone right. in the airport, uh, you know, busting mm -hmm. for money. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. That's right. Okay, so I I had a guy, this wonderful kid, Dan, came to my house for eight weeks, and I learned nothing. <laughs> and oh, if you fantastic. watch the movie, yeah. you're better late than never. You're yeah. just strumming along. It looks, I act like I'm playing the guitar. It's such a great movie. Not one note is correct. Well, now you know. See, we give you the backstory here on the Cavino and Rich Show. Henry Winkler's here. It. My question was, yes. what song sort of defines you and gets you fired up the most when you hear the Happy Days theme? And it no. was what? There was two different themes, right, for that show? Yes, there were. Well, so, one was too expensive. <laughs> one was too expensive. Rock yeah, Around it, the Clock was too expensive. Right, right. So Charles Fox and his partner uh, wrote this. And we have the same birthday. Oh, no way. And uh, so we exchanged cards for the last 43 years. Oh, no way. Still to this day, huh? To this day. Man, every, you're, you're, you're a Halloween birthday, correct? I am, October 30th. I'd love to send you a Halloween card this year. Maybe I could <laughs> get on that list. Hey, I hope it gets there, unlike the gift basket. <laughs> I, know. I think, yeah, the spot spent like a whole, like, uh, from New York, like a Lox bagel package and everything. He's like, I oh, wonder now if I'm really bummed. Yeah, no, oh, I know. We know you yeah. love the Lox and everything. Now, let me just say, if it's not from Zabar's. That's where it was from. Oh, my yeah. Lord. And, and, a, and a gift certificate to Italy. No. Oh, yeah, Bruno signed it and everything. Now, finally, you know that Italy opened here. Yes, I know. I know. If you haven't been to Italy here uh, it, it's like an extraordinary place uh, we, we we remember and take your advice all the time Henry Winkler uh, so what song does get you fired up the most though well anything by uh, Sia Oh, really? Yeah. And um, who else? Uh, well, of course, The Boss. I'm going to go see The Boss on Broadway. Bruce Springsteen, in, uh, huh? In a month. I heard I'm that show's so great. excited. Do you get priority seating 
No. Really? No. You don't go backstage and say hello. I do. I want to go uh, I want to go backstage, right. but I don't think that's priority seating. <laughs> no, my my seating is so expensive that I could buy a fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that's a hot ticket. I, no, I have a question. Do, do you and the do you and the boss know each other or are you and Bruce? Uh, you know what? I'm okay, so somewhere this is along it. the lines in the this 70s is the or worst. 80s. Was that, was that Mr. Strictly that just came out? No, no, that, no, that, no, that was Mr. Frustrated. That was his character in, in Barry, who, by the way, oh, yeah, I told I you in, in, in episode one, I'm like, well, wow, Henry's throwing down some F-bombs. And he's like, but you see the impact uh, coming from a Henry Winker? Like, uh, I'd be scared. Like, when you would tell yell at your, your son, like, you're going out with Jay? Who's Jay? I want to know Jay. Yeah, really. And you're yelling at, you know, we when remember all your the baseball game. Yeah, and, and you're getting serious. When you're so kind and present kindness all the time, and, but when you're serious and you turn it well, on, you know, it has sometimes, more impact. Sometimes, uh, his, my children's well-being yeah. uh, demands... Uh, a completely different tone, right? You know, you got to yeah. get their attention. I gotta take. I gotta take more notes. I'm having issues with that. Yeah, I'm old? trying to get my kid to listen. Eight years old. Oh, eight years old. Yeah. You know what? What is really interesting? I honest. Uh, instead of yelling, when you look at the child, you know, you it hurts my feelings. When you talk like that, it hurts my feelings. Mm. And I'm gonna wait and have this conversation when you're able to have it. So you let me know when you've calmed down enough. Wow. And I'm telling you, it works. The children would come in and I would say, I'm in a bad mood. And then they would you know, still ask me what they want. And I would say, no, 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 I'm in a bad mood. And it's right here at my sternum and it's gonna come right out of my mouth. So you have a decision to make. Either you wait for me to calm down or you're going to be slimed by my anger. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right. And right. I'm now, hoping Bruce Springsteen catches you in a good mood. Yeah, really. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Two things. One, about the children. They come in. They check you out. And yeah. they say, I'll be back. Right. They get it. They really get it. They, children are so smart. They get everything. Now, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. I have never met him and have been comfortable in the three times I've met him. I get tongue-tied when I meet um, stars that I love that make music because it's my dream. Well, hold on. We, we actually witnessed one here on the show. Remember uh, Bruno, Bruno, uh, Bruno Mars? Bruno Mars. Oh, remember that? I do. I have that picture. It signed. Was, it was fantastic. It was great to see your genuine excitement to meet him and vice versa. Obviously. I, 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 I went to see him at the bowl mm -hmm. here in California. I got to see him play. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's the genuine article. So you see. I met Sia. I met Sia in a, uh, a grocery store. Right. No uh, way. Honest to God. I, I love her. <laughs> yeah. I've written to her. Uh, Jack Antonoff is a friend. And uh, I sent her a video. And she sent we no we FaceTime. <laughs> I've never I've never met her in person. And then I'm walking in the grocery store and she came up to me and said, I'm Sia. I, I didn't know what else to do but hug her. Wow. That's, that's amazing. That's so funny. Oh it's, it's such a probably a built-in automatic respect because you seem to have no problem keeping your keeping your ear out for new music, new talent. Right. Uh, so well, that's because of my children. They keep you in the loop, huh? They keep me in the loop. I was going to say, yeah, most. They they, really I think do. you have a choice at some point to stay in the loop or check out, and you certainly right. have stayed in the loop. But you know what? There are some unbelievably great singers now. I mean, I just mentioned Jack Antonoff, Bleachers. Uh, yep. He was part of fun. Yeah. 
uh, and he just makes unbelievable music all over the world. I gotta ask you this then, Henry Winkler here on the show. Yeah. We love Henry, guys. There's a lot of new people listening. We're on a different channel now, Henry. So yeah. we got a, new, a bunch of new ears. They're probably trying There's to figure more out more than five or six. More people. than yes. five or six. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's a, we're, we're stepping it up. I know. You think you believe that? And I'm thinking to myself, you are a guy that stays in the know, like Rich said, and that's a choice, right? And you said your kids are, are responsible for helping you, and your grandkids, I'm sure, too. Right. Um, when you're dealing with guys you came up with, and they're so out of the loop, how do you balance that? I don't think about it. You don't? No, they're them, and I'm me. And that's it. And here it is. I, I have found this to be the key. You stay relevant. And by relevant, I don't mean you stay famous. Right. You just stay um, vibrant. You stay in the moment, in the living. Be in the, the moment. moment. Be in the moment. Right. Yeah. Baba right. Randas. That's right. I was thinking, you said the band Fun and Jack Antonoff is now in Bleachers. Right. I don't think, most people don't even know that that are, I gotta tell you, that are half your age. He was the first guy to even tell us that, I think, uh, way back. Yeah, we were we did an event in Colorado at a ski resort, and Bleachers performed live, and they were fantastic. I'm telling you, <laughs> he, Jack Antonoff, needs to make music. His uh, sister is a designer of clothing, and uh, uh, they are good friends of the family. Everyone's a good friend Not of, Henry, everyone, of no. Henry Winkler. Everyone no, loves you, though. You yeah. and Jack Antonoff. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, hold on. Everyone even, we even, meet. Every, Rich is right. Everyone from the Kardashians. I mean, you grew up. Their well, kids the grew Kardashians up. grew up. Uh, Kim and uh, uh, and her sister Courtney were in my backyard in high school. Playing. And I have to tell you, they are as lovely today as they were then. Do you, you feel know, an urge this, uh, to defend them when people say, "Oh, the Kardashians no. they don't do anything"? They, they're they're business. Do you know women. what? Here it is. It's America, and in America, you get to make your own way. And if that's how they make their way and they're comfortable with it, more power to them. I want to say right now on your show with your with your millions and millions of listeners, I would like to say I want to be a YouTube sensation. <laughs> I I want to make 10 million dollars by just being on YouTube. Is that crazy to you to know that there's a generation of kids and that's how it is now It's because not crazy. I want to know want, how do you do it? Right? I want to tweet and make $120 million. Isn't that amazing? And I tweet all the time. I make nothing. You know what it is, Henry? I got to tell you, you might not want to hear it, no. but you have to have nice butt cheeks. Is that true? It is. Yeah. I mean, how do you know Henry doesn't have nice well, butt no, cheeks? Well, no. Wait a minute. I have just started to squeeze them right now in this chair. So I'll tell you what. You could get millions of followers on Instagram if they look just right. I am building my glutinous maximuses right this second. I'm not kidding. That's fantastic. It's, I'm losing breath uh, as a matter it's taking a lot of energy all right we got oh. henry winkler uh he's uh he's twerking in the studio yes i, I wonder if, if, if it ever gets old to you that people do admire you I'm, I'm just looking at a clip from jimmy fallon where bill Hader is talking about working with you on oh, barry bill and uh, so henry cool. winkler's in it oh my gosh henry i winkler, love henry the nicest winkler. man in the world Dude, the fonz fonz and you forget it you forget that he was the Fonz because he's this nice guy. He's like, his uh, grandson and my daughter go are in the same class. So I see him at school events and he's just like, hello, Bill, look at us. <laughs> I, I mean, everyone has this. I mean, I know. okay, I mean, okay. So people say, like uh, Jimmy Fallon, yeah. hey, I love him. I can never get on the damn yeah. show. Where's the invite? Never. Really? Yeah. I find that hard to believe, though. 
Yeah. Is that true? I think yeah, I, I, Jimmy Kimmel is so lovely to me. Jimmy Kimmel's your yeah. guy. You know, but with the, with the Barry show, I'm, I'm sure he's uh, going to want now, the Fonz to stop by again. This is a miracle. Honest to God. So at 27, I came out here, and on my birthday, I got the Fonz. Right. And the Fonz, you know, you change your voice a little bit, you change your body, and then you, it released me. It was like a unlocking my imagination. <laughs> yeah. So I had a dream since drama school of the actor that I wanted to be, except my personal self was so bejumbled. I was so uncomfortable in the world that I couldn't get my imagination and my profession together. At 72, I just flipped the numbers from 27 to 72. I now, in this character on Barry, I am getting closer to what I dreamed I wanted as an actor when I was 27. Wait a second. I started this radio show when I was 27, so I got to wait till 72? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, look, Ryan Gosling. Uh, 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 this young man, Ryan Gosling, uh, he can do it right away. Yeah. I mean, he's just, some of these people are, uh, they've got it. Hey. I was crazy. Congratulations on everything. I don't know what made me think of this. You said Gosling, so I started thinking of you know, singing and dancing. Did yeah. you see Hugh Jackman in The Greatest Showman by any chance? I know. I saw Hugh Jackman on Broadway. What do you think of that guy? He's I... the national treasure as okay. far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so Hugh Jackman in um, uh, in the show that he he did on Broadway, and I totally have forgotten the name, but he played a, a famous uh, Australian um, writer of music. Okay. Okay. Second act comes out by himself, gigantic theater, and he is able, just his own persona, to make that theater come down to club size. It's insane. And uh, people, you're just mesmerized. Wow. And that is God-given. Well, please watch The Greatest Show. Him and Zac Efron, fantastic. Yeah, yeah you would they love it, good. absolutely. Yeah. Now, last night. Yeah. I know Harry. It's all, it was on my it was on my list. I keep a list on my phone of shows and yes. things I need to catch up. Okay, on. here's one: Killing Eve on BBC America. Killing Eve, because I know you're always up on shows, and now you're in <laughs> one of the shows that people need to be seeing. Right. This I watched Barry. Great. I watched Barry last night. Right. I did not watch the fourth episode. I watched the first three. Right. I know there's four available now yes. for people that want to catch up. This there, Sunday will be the fifth. And by the way, not only is it funny, not only is it intense. It's a quick 30-minute watch. You're not, it is true. You, you don't have to commit a lot of your time and effort. Like I told you last night, I watched three episodes in an hour and a half, yeah. and I felt way caught up on this. And the scene in episode one yeah. where all the actors in your acting class right. are at the bar afterwards, right. I felt like was such a perfect real-life depiction of Los Angeles. But it is you know, not just Los Angeles. That is any drama class oh, anywhere. Anywhere, right, okay. But because I, I, I took, when we first moved out here for fun, I said, let me do a Groundlings right. you know, class. My wife is taking acting classes, so and I know Darcy, that whole scene. Darcy is in um, uh, the uh, UCB, uh, the United Citizens yeah, the uh, Upright Stand-Up City, yeah, yeah. Brigade, uh, one of the actors. I, I cut you off, and I'm so sorry. No, no, go, go. Every one of the actors in my acting class, writer and Sarah, uh, Kirby, the Anglo-African uh, actress, um, Andy, they're all of them. Darcy, who is on The Good Place, they're all home run hitters. Yeah, they're great. Daryl, every one of them. 
And they get, you know, in the first year, very little to do. But uh, Kirby, uh, the Anglo-African actress, is on Killing Eve, killing it. She's wow. fantastic. If yeah. you guys aren't watching Barry, he play, he's an acting teacher. Henry Winkler's yeah, well, an I, acting teacher we, on we'll the go show. Over, we'll go over right. the whole plot in a second, but that whole scene that I'm speaking about is, like you said, accurate not only here in L.A., but any acting class, because yes. it's very based on, I'm being serious, we've joked about this, it's very based on feelings and people finding themselves. Like They'll do these intense scenes on stage, but I went to, it's called auditing a class. I, right. I went to a class once just to see, what's the scene here? And before they even start acting the scenes, the, the the teacher instructor was like, all right, who wants to talk about their feelings this week? It is it's almost like a therapy session. These these classes. That is exactly correct because as an actor, you have got to be at the tip top of your emotionality mm-hmm. because acting really the job of acting is illuminating life. You are a mirror for the people. It's not being a star. It's not saying, you know, some crappy lines um, uh, on a television show. It is literally creating life that imitates life. So people go, oh, that's what we look like. So you went through all that yourself? Because I, I picture Henry Winkler just sort of having it, you know, and, and no, being you great at it. Well, you did all that? I think that you are born with the desire. You're born with some aptitude. But you then can hone that. You can train it. Comic timing, you can't teach. You either are funny right. or you're not. Right. You either get timing or you don't. You know, you said you uh, had to wait till 72 to sort of figure it all out. Yes. Um, that's a long time in the business. W- what do you think uh, you got out of being such a good guy along the way? Don't you think there's some something I don't to be credited think about there? being a good guy. You're I just, think you're about, just a good guy. No, I think about I am grateful right. that I am on the earth. Uh, a chromosome here, a chromosome there, it wouldn't be me. Right, it wouldn't be Henry Winkler. An X or a Y, and I wouldn't have the children or the grandchildren that I have. No, but don't you think there, there's a reason that, that after all this time, you're still doing it, you're still getting jobs, people are still loving you, and but, it has something to do with karma and being I'll, I'll a good quote, person? Uh, I'll quote Henry Winkler from years ago on our show. Tenacity and gratitude. That's right. Tenacity, two That's words right. to live by. Yeah. Tenacity but th- those and are the words. They, right. and, and the older I get, the more real those words really, that really is the truth. Well, can I ask you a real question? Because we do look at you as a guy to uh, learn from, right? right? You've been there, done that. Uh, just this past year, our, our producer spot had open heart surgery, yes. quintuple bypass open right. heart surgery. Uh, you know, some other things happen to us in our personal lives. Uh, you know, how do you how do you take what life throws your way and keep your head above it and keep moving forward? How did you do it? You're still doing it. You okay, did it that's gracefully. a very good question. I mean, I I really have to think about that. Yeah. You know, I I think that's where tenacity comes in, because you look at the big picture and you think, what is it that I want? What do I want on the earth? As a, uh, do you know you've come in with this thing now I, I, by the seven way, times? I, Henry, I'm glad you said what that. What the hell is that? <laughs> clearly, him, Henry. clearly, Kavino's camera's not working. <laughs> give him up. Is him that up. what it is? Yell at him like you would on Barry. <laughs> now, the camera, I can see you. Yes. And this is shooting you. Yes, yes. And you're on some kind of podcast. No, we're going to edit it later, I guess. I see. Yeah, so okay. that's what's going on here. But right. no, am I on any camera? I think this one right that here, one, oh, maybe. Oh, hi. <laughs> 
Wait a minute. I, I haven't been thinking about I've been fixing how's the cameras. angle. I know. Honestly, it's not Jake's yeah. fault. But No. You know, I mean, it could have been done before. Really? You might have wanted to read the instruction before you put it up. But I know. I know. No, Jay. I know. Right in the middle of a great moment, too. We were learning yeah. about life He's and how to deal Henry with it. Henry Winkler's talking about life, and you're fiddling with a camera. I know. No, I but know. it was the 15th time. I know. I he know. put no it joke. up, and he took it down. No he joke. put it up, and I he took it down. I wanted to give him the signal behind Henry's back and, and do, it like, do a little throat slit, like, stop. Right, right. <laughs> Jeez. But, but no, anyway. now that I know that this camera is on me, how do I look? You look, Henry, you look great. You look yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to smile at the camera. <laughs> but the fact is, I think you have to know what it is you want. The big picture. The big picture. When you know, excuse me, I just burped. <laughs> when you know what you want without ambivalence, you can make it happen. Whether it is out of a tragedy, yeah, or approaching your dream, or just having a joyful experience. What do I want from being on this earth? You know what? That sounds terrific. As you would say. Joy. Joy. Because, joy. Let me tell you. That's you know, what we all want. We, we, really? always, we always wonder. Uh, I wish our, I wish our producer spot was here. He's in Hawaii with his wife. I, you know I, what? That is lovely. Yeah. Is he listening? I, he probably checks in. From, is he yeah, up? Of course he is. I'm probably, sure. yeah, because he yeah. checks in all the time. Well, Absolutely. we miss you. Yeah. <laughs> and he always says, hey, what does it all mean? What's the most important thing? Happiness, right? Because after he went through the heart thing, he had like a whole like, hey, what's really oh, important? Well, you know like what? From that perspective, yeah, what's you know when you go through something like that and come out the other side, you look at life completely differently. Right. I mean, we are, um, I think that you can't look at life exactly that way because then you would be caught up yeah. and not live. But when you go through something that is so life-threatening and you come out the other side, you have a perspective that we could not even possibly imagine. Like I'd imagine all the success you've had in TV, movies, everything, has provided such a great life for you. But at the end of the day, your kids and just spending time with family and... and and the new puppy. And the oh, new puppy. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. You, you had another? Because last time we were at your house, you had a big dog you put on a... That's right. That's the same one. No, we have oh. a new puppy. Oh, you have Isn't another that? dog. Yes, puppy. he's. she's been in the house now for a week. Wow. Her name is Sadie. Oh. She's a Labradoodle. She's chocolate brown. And it brings you joy. Uh, well, it brings me joy. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, she. Oh, she's so tiny and I... Put her in my arms. I talk to her. No oh way. One, wow. of our, one of our favorite photos of what all time. Dog. One of our favorite photos of all time yeah. is oh, Jesus. one at your kitchen table because Cavino looks awful in it. Oh, yeah. They, and, they bring it up all the time. And we it's use it every worst. time. Every time just to upset him. Because Can I tell you? Here's what happened. I, I, I'll tell you what happened. Yes, what happened? We, you were so kind. When we broadcast at your house, you, you, you got us bagels and That's everything, right. right? You served us breakfast. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm sitting there stuffing my face. This is We weren't even on the air yet. And I'm eating this bagel. I'm thinking, this is a delicious bagel. I'm thinking, Henry Winkler just gave me this bagel. Let me enjoy this bagel. And right? we got we to take... We, no, you, no, no. I don't even know what's going on. So Spot comes, he's like, guys, let's take a picture. But I'm still eating this bagel. 
I see Henry take his dog and he puts his dog's paws on the table and he's posing. But I'm looking at Henry the whole time. Yeah. Like, look how happy so Henry is with his dog. There's a photo. We'll show you after, after you know, before I you leave. I turn around mid-bite and Spot snaps the picture. I didn't even know he was taking a picture. He caught me at the most awkward, horrible it's moment. The, it's the fattest photo of oh, you ever. It's the worst. Yeah, well, you know, it, the worst. You're, you're correct because there are two rules uh, for an actor. You don't take a picture of an actor being made up. Yes. And you don't take a, a picture of an actor eating. See? I was oh. mid-bite, and I was looking at Henry. I turned around, and there's Spot taking a picture. I didn't even know. I didn't know why you were picking your dog up in, at that moment. I was just watching you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, boom, snapped the photo. I didn't know he was yeah. posing Do you know the photo. which one was it? Was it the, the, the um, uh, was oh. it Charlotte, the Labradoodle, or was it Big Linus, no. the Labrador? I, I'm pretty sure it was Charlotte. And yeah. uh, we'll show you the picture so we can all get a good laugh at it. I'm sure everybody's posting it as we speak. I, Thanks I, for I bringing it up. Thanks for bringing it up, Rich. No, I, I, want, I do want to talk about, I want to talk about Barry, but before yeah. you walked in here, you probably heard us having a vulgar conversation about the Maui Plowy and uh, how I mentioned the rock and how well, we, we, love... we dip, we dip we, my wife and I dip away and put the Moana on for the kids. Well, and... you know what? We you put gotta... it on too. We have every toy <laughs> uh, for our grandchildren and the rock. Now the rock is like an amazement. Yeah. I the, He does nothing wrong. Rock is in a movie. It is the biggest movie in all time. You love this guy. I love have this you guy. Met I've never met him. What? I would like to have his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> Did now you send him I a worked video? with I work with uh, with a man who created Children's Hospital, right? And Rob and Rob is on Ballers. Yeah, Rob, Rob Cordry, right? Yeah. And I Rob. like I like Ballers. I really do. Yeah, I it's enjoy great. It. And I have asked Rob for four years. I ask you for nothing. I'd like an autograph picture of The Rock. Rob does not care. Are you kidding me? No. Of course we won't come through, huh? No. Rob. <laughs> uh, you know, since we stopped working together, that's another thing. When you stop working with an actor, um, you know, or the group, mm -hmm. everybody goes their merry way. I always think, hey, we've been together for seven years. We're friends. Yeah. Nobody else. <laughs> Hold on. I mean, do we have your permission Cor to get on Cordry? Cordry's giving you the cold show. I with? think it's amazing. He asked me for stuff. He had it within a week. Right. But you asked for well, one thing. I, for four years. You think maybe The Rock's big time in you? Maybe he's like, yeah, Fonz, no thanks. Do you know what that could be? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? You know, no And then Cordry? I say to him, impossible. No muscle. <laughs> impossible. No muscle impossible. is worth it. By the way, Cordry? That's a guy with comedic timing. You're talking about the important things. I feel and like that. a creator and mm -hmm. a writer. That's right. And a, a wonderful wife. Great, great girls. <laughs> great, great. Yeah. Seems like a good fellow. Yeah, I like for this. Hey, what's the secret to that, Henry? You know, Rich, Rich was talking about keeping the the, the the spice alive in the relationships. You know, uh, what's the key to that in in your life? Uh, the the balance between family and work and and keeping that spark alive. Okay, two words, two words. Separate homes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the goal. Separate homes. Separate, Separate homes. homes. Okay. Separate homes. Yes. No, what is it? You know, will, will, your will through thick and thin. Yeah. Up and down because a relationship—that's what it does, right? Yeah. It goes up, and then you think, well, "How did we get here?" Yeah, this is great. And then you go down, and you think. How did we get here? <laughs> it's true. And it is your will to stay together. You're, there's a spark that initially, uh, initially set uh, the relationship on fire. 
and it is you're looking for that spark. Once it's gone, can it can you get it back? I believe you yeah, can. Yeah, you believe you can. I believe. I have a question for you about your your God I'm still daughter. waiting, but I know you. Can. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right, right. Uh Ron Howard, your yes. good friend, his daughter yeah. is is your goddaughter. Yes, she is. Right? When Ron came to us, they, right. he was moving from California to the east to Connecticut. He has three beautiful girls and a uh, a golf playing son. Reed, he uh, he's on the circuit, and they said, "Look, we would like you to be the godchild of Bryce, but we would like you, if God forbid anything happens to us, we'd like you to take the children. You can bar mitzvah them if you wow, want." Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. He literally said those lines. You can bar mitzvah them if you want. <laughs> Just we feel safe if you would take the children. What an honor, huh? And oh, yeah. my gosh. And now, of course, they are vibrant, wonderful adults. Bryce Dallas Howard. Very uh, talented. She, did you Ooh. see the episode of Black Mirror? I she, did. How fantastic that was that? Was, and what's your and, what, and I do want to know. I she's also know your a take, great director. But I also want to know like your take daddy. on where the future is going with all that stuff. If with you guys don't stuff? remember, uh, the Black Mirror episode starring your your goddaughter, Bryce Dallas Howard. Right. Um, it's the one where we're all defined by by our social media sort of scoring. Oh, you get rated by everyone. Well, in your do, numbers. Doesn't a uh, doesn't that happen with your Uber driver? Yeah. That's they true. Rate it's, you? Ha- it's already happening. Right. So they rate you. It is so sad because we are slowly, I don't know what is going to happen with this country. You know, I do not believe we're going to make America great. I truly believe America is great. Absolutely. Yesterday, I went to We Day. We Day is a... We an, Day is today, 420. No, We Day. We, we Day. We, oh, no, we, we Day. day. We Yo, day. Oh, not Weed. <laughs> not with a D. <laughs> we, okay. We, we W-E. Oh, We Day. Yeah. Oh, we Day. We Day is an organization that comes out of Canada. Um, it is uh, was uh, invented by these two brothers, Craig and Mark, uh, at when they were 12. They're now in their 30s and 40s. I was there with 16,000 children. John Stamos and Jennifer Aniston and um, Dr. Phil and on and on and on. And I heard those children and I saw 16,000 kids in one space. I've seen it all over Canada. I've seen it all over America. We are a great country. Yeah. And to say we're going to make our country great is an insult to the 300 million plus people who live inside the borders. I hear you. Can't fail those kids. Can't yeah. let those kids down. Can't, yeah, I, I worry. I worry about that so much. Like yeah. where, you know, I've, I have a, an 11 month old. Yeah, uh, I'm a dad now, so I, I think of this stuff all the time. Like where where are things headed? Yeah, how are things going to be when she's a kid? When yes. she's a teenager? When she, you yes. know, it's, it's it makes you wonder where things are going. Is it, you know what? Not to be presumptuous, but I really believe a herd child is a powerful child. You're rushing out of the house. You're late. It's a big meeting. You've waited for weeks for this meeting. Your child says, Dad. And you turn around and you go, you know what? I'm." But you take the moment. And I say within 45, 49 seconds... The child will tell you 
what's on their mind. You'll go, I'm so glad you told me that. We're going to talk about that as soon as I come home again. But they feel heard and validated. That's how Mm -hmm. you create power. Right, right. Got to put the phone down too, you know? Yeah, that's something that we decided, uh, we were talking about the other day. When you're, I hate the fact that my kid is always reaching for my phone because that only just means she is, oh, she wants it because she just sees me on it all the time. But that is the way of the world. It's for you to decide when it's time for her to have it. Mm -hmm. But our, my grandchildren, all five of them, they've, when they were like, before two, they knew how to swipe to find <laughs> the know. apps they wanted. They knew how to press play on the YouTube videos. Absolutely, I and know. the games. And the YouTube videos. My grandchildren watch other children all over the world unwrap packages. I know. And play what with toys. What is oh, no. that? And you, the whole thing. And you have to put in this whole effort on Barry and everything. <laughs> and you could have just been making millions opening presents. Really? I think that's how the uh, the Laugh Out Loud, uh, the LOL dolls, Yeah, they came into existence because the guy said, Unwrap. You got to unwrap before you get to it. <laughs> you know. You know. What, you're talking about kids, and I know you write all the children's books, and and Hank, and all the. All oh, the, can I just Hank, say one thing? Hank yeah. Zipser. Hank Zipser. Hank Zipser. Yeah. Which we couldn't sell in America, so tenacity. We sold it to the BBC as a television show a week ago. Hank Zipser won the international Emmy in Cannes. France. Wow! Congratulations! That's cool, That's man. Awesome. Oh my god! That's great. That's no, tenacity. I know. I know how much work you put into that, and all the books and everything, and, and well, you giving them to me, my daughter. Yeah, yeah. But my question is this: like, yes. y- you seem so great with kids. Obviously, you know, and you're talking about the children. Did you ever dabble in children's programming as far as like being a host and being on? Were you ever on Sesame Street? Did you ever hang out with Mr. Rogers and say, hey, great job, you're I the man? I never met Mr. Rogers. I was on Sesame Street for the letter W. You were? Yeah. For Winkler. For Winkler. Because Rich is, that's Rich is all about this right oh, now, by yeah, the way. Uh, that, Elmo? Cookie Monster? <laughs> Elmo. By the way, the, the cameo. I met Elmo. <laughs> You met Elmo, but you no, don't meet the loves, rock. He loves the Sandler video with Elmo. Because nowadays, like you, if you're famous, then you gotta make a cameo on Sesame Street. You're not anybody unless you're on yeah, Sesame nothing Street. Make, nothing makes my 11 month old daughter clap and stomp her feet more than yeah. the Adam Sandler <laughs> Elmo song. And by the way, you and Adam Sandler, you guys oh, are buds. I, I mean, know. Now Adam just told me he's somewhere in Milwaukee. I said, you have to take a picture of the statue yes. of the Fonz and send it to me. He said, we'll do. Oh, that's great. So we'll see if he comes through. But he I is. Did when, when I was in Milwaukee, I took a picture yeah, of, the fa- of the Fawn statue. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, what's it like? Even when I'm walking down the streets of L.A., right? Yes. I'll, I'll pass random stop sign, and there's a sticker. I'll be at a bathroom at a bar. And there's a sticker of you oh, of the Fonz. I don't it's know you. who that artist is. Who is that? And it has it make you feel? It's a great compliment. <laughs> That's awesome, right? And it's a great rendering. I think I, I look I, handsome. I, you do look handsome. I'm thinking to myself, well, if we're seeing this. Henry Winkler has to be seeing this every once in a while. He's, you know, but he they're lives in all LA. sizes. Right. There is an abandoned uh, store. Well, I don't know if it's still there. Along Ventura Boulevard, yeah, uh, in the valley here in L.A. And my picture was gigantic. <laughs> I thought, look at that. That's, That's great. That is fantastic, and it makes us happy that that you get a good kick out of that. I really do. Now the resume speaks for itself. You're in the Smithsonian. You're, you're one of the most iconic TV characters of all time. You've been doing it forever. How does the Barry thing happen? I got a call from just hanging uh, out. You're just, just hanging out. I yeah. got a call, and they say they want you to come in and read for Barry, Bill Hader. 
I think Bill Hader. Oh my God, I watched him on Saturday Night Live. He's great. Oh Lord. Now, I asked one question. I said, you're, they said, you're on a short list. I said, is Dustin Hoffman on that short list? <laughs> because if Dustin Hoffman yeah. is on that short list, I will not go in. Because <laughs> he's going to get it. Right, right. They said, no, he is not. I go in. My son, Max, who has a movie out now called Flower with Zoe Deutsch and Catherine Hahn, his second movie, he directs me at home in my audition. Wow. How cool is that? Oh, this is amazing. I argue with him. He said, you cannot make up the words, Dad. Respect the writer, Dad. There's an exclamation park there. point there, Dad. I said, Max. He said, no, let's do it again. I said, I've got it. Dad, let us do it again. I go in. I make Bill Hader laugh. I'm thinking, I made Bill Hader laugh. Right. I leave. I get a call three weeks later. Would you like to come in and just play around? This is not really like another audition, you know. I'm thinking, no, I don't want to go in. Maybe I'll screw it up. <laughs> he sends me two new, Bill Hader sends me two new scenes. I email them to my son. My son now, Max, now directs me on the phone. We go over it. One more time, Dad. Max, I've got one more time, Dad. I go to the audition. Then you wait and you wait and you wait and you think, this is too long. I haven't heard anything. I'm out of the running. And then they call and say, would you like to play Doc, uh, you know, Mr. Cousinow? <gasps> Oh my God. I got and it. It's, I'm telling you, one of the great parts of my entire career. And that's still and a great had, thrill for you to get that call. You've had a lot wow. of great parts right. over your career. And I'm saying to you, I, I am so aware of that. One of the great moments of my life is to be in this show. And HBO, which is cool, right? Great. Did you have they a relationship are, with HBO? Yes. Uh, how about this? The executive on this show who sits at the head of the table his father sat in the chair next to me in high school no For way unbelievable <laughs> small world i mean there are so many small twists like that yeah 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 you know that's crazy well i watched last night and if you don't know the plot line of barry bill hader he plays he plays a a, a veteran right he's a a, a marine a veteran comes back to America, and he is a low-level hitman. Right, yeah. but wants to pursue his uh, like. No, no, no. Well, he, he doesn't know. He yet. doesn't know yet. Oh, okay, okay. So he's a hitman living sort of like he seems unfulfilled. You know, he's living in Cleveland, no I believe, right? Or is he Cleveland, Cleveland, yeah. in a real dirtbag uh, apartment that uh, blows up because there is a gas leak. Yeah, he drives a Pinto. <laughs> they go. To Los Angeles, he, he's sent to Los Angeles for a hit. He's following the person he's supposed to kill, and that person walks into an acting class. He follows him in, and hilarity and craziness ensues. <laughs> the guy that his his mark turns around and realizes he doesn't have an acting partner. Says, "You, you here? You're going to do the scene with me now?" Bill is standing on the stage <laughs> with a script doing a scene with the guy he's going to kill. 
and so it starts. That's great. So, and you're the teacher. And, 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 the and he seems to have like a like a, almost like a passion or knack right away. Like maybe I love this, and it's it's great. And you play that acting teacher perfectly. Thank you. It's so good, man. Thank you. I but love I it. also I you know, and then Sarah Goldberg, who is um, this new find. Everybody has called Bill Hader and said, "Where did you find her?" She's great, huh? She's a great. She is, um, you know, the actress in the class. Hey, were you yelled at that way? I was. You were in, in yeah. acting class. I went Does in. Does that bring in, out greatness? Did you ever see Whiplash with J.K. Simmons? Oh, unbelievable! Is that what it takes to achieve greatness? Do you no. need that sort of? I teaching? I think you need to push a student. I've only taught four classes in my life. One at uh, Northwestern, a, a master class, and three at Emerson College. Uh, one for musical uh, theater, uh, acting for the camera, and, and a Shakespeare class. And I found I could be strict, but you can move a student from tasting something about a scene that they've never thought of before. You can do that with a nudge, with kindness. You don't have to make them feel like whale crap at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> right. right. It's unnecessary. Now, no, besides, so. besides Barry, people might also be checking out Better Late Than Never. Oh, that travel show. Let me with- tell you. Who do you, who who's your best butt of that crew? Shatner, George well, Foreman. Well, you know I love them all. Terry Bradshaw. They, each I mean, one of them is different. Did what you a have crew. A, any relationships going into this? But I will say that Terry calls me a lot and just bothers me to know him. No way. <laughs> he is just that's like funny. you can't. He's a barnacle. Yeah. Do you that's know? That's funny. He's like attached himself to my boat. That's hysterical. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. Terry and Bradshaw. Big George Foreman. You Big know? George Foreman. That's incredible. Very I mean, wise. Yeah. Very quiet. And very wise to invest in that grill back in the day. And how about this? Wiser. <laughs> because once he was done with the grill, he sold them his name <laughs> and made twice as much that as he amazing? did with the with the grill. And, and of course, we had a grill for <laughs> our children when they went to college. Yeah. We bought him a grill. Everybody had it. Everybody. Yeah. Amazing. When you, when you look at all the places you went on the show, Japan, Korea, Thailand, Sweden, Germany. I'm sure you traveled the world already. We did. You know, with, with no, your, no, 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 but, but I'm saying with your never wife. Never those and places. But so you're experiencing some of these places around the, the world for the first time wow. with Terry Bradshaw. With, and, <laughs> and George. Uh, and, and Bill. And Bill. Uh, yeah. Bill Shatner. And Jeff Dye, the stand-up, wonderful stand-up comedian who travels all over the country. I'm telling you, you cannot put into words how extraordinary that job is. Went to Thailand, met a 15,000 pound elephant. That elephant tilted her head, looked me in the eye. I looked her in the eye. Her name was Natalie. (laughs) I said, Natalie, my name is Henry. (laughs) I am so happy that I got to meet you. She, of course, only understands Thai. Right, right. <laughs> she doesn't understand yeah, what the hell I'm it. saying. I started to cry. Really? Why? You can feel the empathy roll off that elephant like it was a waterfall. Really? On, I'm telling you, as I, I'm, I'm sitting here waiting for a, a camera to change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Germany. 
we were at the highest point of Germany. You can see five countries. It's snowing. We're in Lederhosen. It's so beautiful that it, you're, you have to catch your breath. We're on the mountaintop in the foothills of Munich. Maybe you were just tired from the altitude. No. No. <laughs> no, this was real. No, it's amazing, yeah. huh? Wow. I'm thinking, what a life. I'm thinking late 70s, early 80s, if you would have told Henry, you know the guy winning Super Bowls with the Pittsburgh Steelers? I know. You and him are going to travel the world together in 30 years and from have him 40 call years me from now. all the time. <laughs> that bother you. He's got nothing to say. He's a particle. But hey, I'll tell you something. Henry? It's me, Terry. <laughs> Here's the best thing he ever did. He married Tammy. Mm-hmm. She is a fabulous human being. That's great. His wife is great. That She's the reason that you hang out with him. Yeah, he's okay. She's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like a, he's so big. Yeah. He puts his arm around my neck in order to steer me in a direction to have a conversation. Yeah. I have to have a masseuse. Right, right. And you have to have that conversation. And you have to have that conversation. Yeah. And you don't know what he's talking about. Everything's great. Here we go. This is so... My, I'm Jerry. I'm TB. <laughs> The only thing I understood about the whole thing was I'm TB. That's it. That's great. Didn't uh, he did a cameo on a show recently? Like, oh, oh he was, he on was Modern in Modern Family. He did a cameo on yes, Modern Family, and he was in the movies uh, Father Affair. That's right. Father yeah, he's doing Affair. his acting stuff, yeah. man. Hey, um, of all the of all the things you've done, Henry, we've talked about so many of these things every time we've seen you. But for some reason, of all the Sandler movies you've done. For some reason, Kavino and I just have some connection. We both loved you in Click in an emotional way. Oh, my okay. God. So, you, you crying at the elephant? I did. I, I, cry, both I crying at that. I cried at your quarter trick behind the ear in Click. Yeah. Okay, so I carry the quarter trick with me yeah. everywhere I go. It's in my wallet. Here's the thing. We talked about family before. Adam is very close to his family. Yeah. I mean, he's really a devoted son. His father... I'm, I saw him, I think the last time he was really healthy was at um, Adam's uh, wedding to beautiful Jackie. I got to play his father when his father passed away. Now that, yeah, I yeah. thought, was a great compliment. Oh, Without the best. A doubt. The best. Yeah. And when he uh, kisses uh, Kate, uh, Beckinsale. Oh, she's so funny. She. I mean, I, but when they relive the, the the scene, the linger song and linger and, by the cranberries yeah, comes out. Oh man, that that kills you. And then when you die in the rainstorm or you're dying there, that's so sad. That movie kills me. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. He is in charge. Adam is in charge of every. Uh, Kevin James. I think learned to be a wonderful executive producer of his movies from Adam. From Adam Sandler. Wow. Yeah. Hey. I was gonna say you're constantly you're constantly working. Uh, from from Happy Days. Forty three. Yeah. I don't know how you're not exhausted. I'm knocking on wood. And you're traveling the world. Something Kavino said the other day. We're, we're driving home and we're cutting through the canyon roads and you know, all these big houses. And we're like, I wonder yeah. who lives here, right? Yeah. And you, you think to yourself, a guy like you has been working consistently. I, I, you know, from uh, you know, from Happy Days till now, we've seen you everywhere. TV shows, cameos, roles in movies. What happens to some of these folks that you probably know that had one or two big movie roles, and then you don't hear from them for a long time? Are we assuming they're all doing behind the scenes stuff, or are some people still living off of that one or two, one or two projects? Some of the people are living off their projects, and thank God they're able, able to. Able to, yeah. 
Some people fade away. Some people change jobs. Some people um, are married. And look, the original Chuck on Happy Days that went upstairs and yeah. never came never down. Never came down. So that first Chuck said, hey, I don't want to be an actor. He left the show. He went to San Diego or wherever it is to sell insurance. He literally yeah. said, yeah, I, 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 I don't, this is, I don't, this is not fun at all. The second Chuck went upstairs, never came down because I was the big brother as the Fonz and they could, there was nothing to write for the older brother. They kept having trouble. So I replaced that character. Well, as the story goes, much like uh, on a much bigger scale, Happy Days, but Steve Urkel was not supposed to be the main character right. on, on on Family Matters. Right, Fonzie was not supposed to be no. the big character I on Happy six Days. Lines. So yeah, sometimes sometimes the breakthrough character on How I Met Your Mother, which is a show I love, Neil Patrick Harris as Barney Stinson. I don't right. think that was designed to be the main role, but oh, one of my funniest lines um, on as Gene Cousineau, the acting teacher on Barry. I call up the uh, <laughs> the detective that is, uh, you know, the, she has the case of the the, the kid that uh, was killed yeah. in my class, and I said, "Hey, I'd like to take you to dinner, Italian." I've made a reservation under Neil Patrick Harris's name because I get a better table. <laughs> At I love Italy. It. Italy. Italy. Oh, Henry, congratulations Italy. on everything. Congrats. I, I'd love to get Italy with you one day. You yeah. Know, you're always welcome here. We, we admire uh, you as a person, and congratulations on everything. <laughs> Thanks well, for everything. you know what? I feel that whether I've been here for a few years of or not. Of course. We have always had the magnificent time at these microphones. It's just true. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Always always so much fun hanging out with uh, Henry you. Winkler. HBO, guys, if you are not on board with this yet, I, I promise you. I watched it last night. Sunday night. TiVo it. You can watch it Monday if you Anytime. don't stay up. It's fantastic. And you're, and you're only four episodes deep. You're not far behind. Right. They're a half hour each. The fifth episode's this Sunday. Right. Barry on HBO. Henry Winkler. Hit him up at H. Winkler, the the number four real. H. Winkler for real. Do you know what? I, I'd like to get to a million followers. Guys, I need a I need 500,000 more followers. <laughs> we, can give you we can give you five. There you go. There you Perfect. Go. We go promise, with five? We promise you five. Perfect. I'll go with five. The great. Henry Winkler. More Covino and Rich next. Thank you, gentlemen. For all things Covino and Rich, follow us at Covino and Rich on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Covino and Rich. For a look behind the velvet rope of interviews and more, much more on Faction Talk 103.